Hello, Miss Sessions. Uh, I don't believe we've had the pleasure. Oh, yes, we have. Are you alone? Isn't everyone? Hello, Finn. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, I think. I'm Yutha. Hello. We're not alone. We're not. No. We've got a guest this week, our, our, our first ever guest. That's right. On our interview podcast. Yeah. I'm the, first, I'm the first guest I, yeah. unless, Why did you choose me, you fools? <laughs> because uh, you're fun and nice All right, yeah. uh, and, and we respect your opinions yep. And uh, you were the first person ever to allow me on a podcast Oh yeah, yeah. that's true yeah. Uh, And technically, just to spring this on you now You have called in before um, we, we sometimes have callers to the show That sound a lot like it's just us <laughs> Um, yeah, we 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 did once get a call from from uh, from, from someone who told us his name was Stephen Lyons. Oh, all right, yeah, fair but, enough. Oh no, but we did establish it wasn't you. Yeah, it, it was, was a, a it was a different it was a different Stephen Lyons. The Stephen Lyons. Who There's were... a bunch of us out there. Yeah, one of us is a knee surgeon. Oh wow. Mm. Yeah, and he uh, he did, redid the surgery that I've actually had. And I was like, like, he's like, if you Google him, it comes yeah. up. He's like, I know how to do this surgery real good. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the surgery I had. What happened to your knee? I had Just... my knee dislocated at a tool concert when I was 20. Uh, so. Was it like just kneeling <laughs> i'm so very hard. i'm very tall so when the mosh pit oh, collapsed true. sideways right instead of going on my hip it went on my thigh and it just popped my knee out Oof. and tore up my anterior cruciate ligament and that's right this is our interview podcast shooting the shite and sound <laughs> uh, um and like we've always got a, a standard question so um uh steven uh what is your favorite film with uh the word china in the title I mean, if you'd asked me that before today, it would easily have been Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. And then after today, still Big Trouble in Little China. Ah. Still... And, and and what's your second favorite film with China in the title? I mean, definitely Chinatown. Mm. I'll be... Uh, I mean, actually, this. Uh, yeah, I'm not the best with remembering names of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure there's... No, there's the... Mm. There's a film called The China Syndrome, I believe. Yeah. There's also a film called Once Upon a Time in China. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good That's a good film. I think uh, there's three of them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> three films. Three three once more time in China's. But they have the, they have different names. Yeah. Because they're like one, two, and three. I, well the I first one so. isn't even called one. Because no. it's very bold. They it's very rare that directors do that. Yeah, I think it's just like a Pokemon the first movie. Yeah. 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 Um, I think they also do that with the Doug movie. They call it like Doug's first movie. That's correct. Um, they, see these these don't count in my mind. I'm meaning just a one, like oh, right. just yeah. Other than yo know, Jet Li's amazing movie, the one, yeah, which, which they did which, not which, make a sequel to. No, but but which you did a podcast episode about. I definitely did. Yeah. And if you haven't seen it, oh, what a movie! Yeah, that was one of my favorite movies as a child. Was Jet Li's the one? <laughs> I watched that so many goddamn times, and I was uh, uh, sort of offended when uh, when i was not even asked to be on that episode of your podcast yeah um, we couldn't have you on there because you were going to be biased yeah yeah also uh <laughs> yeah, so... yeah just not unbiased like just side day yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem with some of those uh, movies when you get people on is you don't want to ruin their childhood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had we had, because so our podcast we talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. So we did have some episodes where people were like, "Oh my god, uh, I absolutely loved Raw Deal growing." I'm like, "Oh my god, what a great movie!" So we had them on, and they were like, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> 
that's an awful movie. And where I'm like, mm, sorry. <laughs> so uh, this is you're talking about your podcast, uh, I'll Be Back catalog, yeah. where you, you watch films and talk about them. And now that you mentioned that, I think that's a better idea for a podcast. So I think I'm cancelling. Shooting uh, the shite. <laughs> shooting the shite. We're shooting the shite with, with you for shite. <laughs> with you for shite and you are... Finn Sound Nicholas. Um, which makes you Stephen and Lions, mm-hmm. which means you're flanked constantly by Lions. Which is great. That's the way it is. Live, you're right? Always on edge, always yeah. ready to die. And, and, and that, that is, of course, why Roar is your favourite movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not Lion King. <laughs> Can I ask, just to backtrack... Whose favorite childhood film is Raw Deal? Look, I'm not yeah, I'm not naming names, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, it's a pretty it's not a bad movie. Yeah, it's just I'm showing it to a child as the It has I'm one of the best about. Arnold quotes in it, which is when he comes home and his wife's drunk yeah. uh, because he was forced to flee the city because, you know, he was a he was a drug cop, you know, and they it's, it's a whole thing. Uh but he comes home, she's drunk and she's um she's baking and she's like I never should have left the city. Fuck you. And he's like, you should not drink and bake. <laughs> and then he leaves the room. That's great. Now, raw dealers. Is that the one where people get erased? <laughs> no, that's uh, you are thinking of Terminator. Oh, right. Where he has to erase everyone. Yeah. People often confuse it with Judgment Day, Terminator 2, but that's the one where people get ends of days. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And not uh, like not the first five. Like he only yeah. ends of days them on the sixth day. Yeah. Uh, but there's two of them in it. So it's, you know. But it gets more confusing in Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines where no one, the machines don't rise, but there is a Terminator Dark Fate. Yeah. Which ties it back to Raw Deal because you can't make a cake without that rising. Uh-huh. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, what a real salvation. Anyway, so I've decided. Is that the genesis of what we're doing? <laughs> that's, are those the two? That's all. The, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah, no, no, it's good. You, 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 you had a total recall for all the names of Terminator movies. Yeah. <laughs> total recall, the best. You must. What is the best Arnold Schwarzenegger film? Uh, it would be. I would argue it's between Commando and Total Recall. Yeah. And yeah. I can't tell you which the best one is for you. I can only tell you the best one for me is Commando, and that's just because the one-liners in that are just so many, <laughs> just so many. So when it comes to Arnold Schwarzenegger's one-liners, you you feel like quantity over quality. I mean, the Commando, they're good as well. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, and some of them, is, is, some is, of them is, are is good. Is that one but... where his friend is dead tired? <laughs> Don't interrupt him, yeah. he's dead tired. Yeah, that, 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 one, that one fucking rules. What happened to Sonny? I had to let him go. <laughs> Stick around. Let off some, some steam. Let off some steam, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, there's so many. So clearly I need to rewatch Commando is what I'm learning. But you guys are right. We we don't we shouldn't go deep into your childhood and, and trauma as we normally do on <laughs> shooting the shite and sound. Let's just talk about movies. Uh, I propose we turn this into a movie discussion podcast. And to make it easy, let's go with the first two films you mentioned, Chinatown and Big Trouble in Little China. It, oh, I see. It was a trap. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, we both we watched both of them before, just entirely coincidentally. Here's the thing: is that Yufa is a master of structure. (laughs) I thought that was going to have more carry on from it. Yufa is a master of structure, and and I'm not. (laughs) 
It is. There's something especially cruel about hearing things I say about <laughs> myself being said by other people. It's like when someone says, oh, you think you're funny, and you're like, well, I do, but shut up. No, normally my response to you think you're funny is, I thought I was funny. <laughs> oh, that's... And that is now over, and I shall retreat to my cave and try and attain some more self-confidence. Uh, so so that's that's my intro. Hello and welcome to Shite and Sound, a podcast where two comedians watch one of the masterpieces of world cinema and then followed up with a critically reviled film that is similar in some way. Maybe they share themes, plot, actors or director. We want to see if counterpoint of these two films can bring out some new information or insights. On this episode, we're watching number 78 on the Sight and Sound list, Chinatown. Roman Polanski's stylish and enigmatic neo-noir about, I don't know, like, ir- irrigation, I think? <laughs> Uh, our second film this week is Big Trouble in Little China. John Carpenter's action comedy ode to Chinese martial arts and mythology, and maybe it's kind of racist. Who can tell? I, I think we, I, speaking as one of three white men in a room, I don't think it's up to us to decide whether Big Trouble in Little China is racist. I think it pretty clearly is. Let's openly label it slightly problematic. Yeah. yeah. This is what the word uh, problematic was invented for, right? And even then I said slightly and I was like, we could just say problematic. <laughs> but it, it never seems like... Watching it this time, I was very afraid that there would be more racist jokes that I didn't remember because I, you know, I watched it when I was relatively young and not, not, not until again until today. But there's not much. No, as far as eighties movies go, oh yeah, it is. It's it's on the safer side. Uh, Absolutely, it's just. I think the only thing that's intimidating about it is the quantity of like Chinese stuff. And, yeah. like, I don't want to say culture because, like, I don't know enough about Chinese culture, but no. it's like, would you normally fill a hallway with, like, with like 40, was, golden yeah. <laughs> 40, 40 golden statues? Of Buddha. Maybe, maybe some people would. I I, I don't think no. so. And also the whole, it like, seems like... It seems tacky to have that many statues of Buddha. Well, and they can so easily fall over. <laughs> yeah. But uh, before we get to, to if Big Trouble in Little China is racist, let's get to Chinatown. Let's start off a completely non-problematic movie, <laughs> Roman Polanski's Chinatown. Yeah. So, oh, wait, wait. Was this not, not problematic? <laughs> oh, I, I misunderstood due to Roman Polanski being involved in the narrative. <laughs> let's just get it out of the way up top. Roman Polanski, a uh, bad dude. Yeah, not a, not a nice man. No. How has this not been struck from the list? Uh, because now you're not in charge of the list, no, so no, I'm not no, saying no. you could. You know, well, because but... like uh, uh, as as we learn uh, every single time he puts out a new movie, there are still a lot of people in film who who like want to work with and like and want to like w- who want to like work with Polanski and want to, like like continue to honor his legacy because he's still making movies, right? He's still, yeah, yeah. He, he, but that's he, because he, we've resolved the legal issues. So he, it's he, not like he still he, has he, a a warrant out. Or... He, here's the thing, Stephen. <laughs> Just last year, Roman Polanski put out a new movie. Movie. Oh, sorry, it was, it was two, two years ago now. Uh, in, in 2019, he put out a new movie, which was about a man who was falsely accused of a crime, and it led to a public outcry. Oh, man. That seems fair, though, because yeah, it's and, on his and, mind, because he's writing these movies from prison, right? Uh, I've got for, bad He's in jail for 50 years, right? Well, because of... 
Because of crimes that he did? Well, he, you know how he couldn't show up to the Oscars when um, Adrian Brody's nose won Best Actress for, <laughs> for the for I the love penis. that his nose is gendered. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's go with that rather than me misspeaking. Yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't want to accuse Adrian Brody's face of uh, uh, any kind of sexual dimorphism. Um well, that's because uh, Roman, he's a bit afraid of roaming. So uh, <laughs> it, it's simply that actors like John C. Riley and Christoph Waltz have to go to France to work with Roman Polanski. Oh, is there no way that they could just not work with him? Ah, uh, well, he is acclaimed and all he did was a sex crime. Yeah, you know? what was Woody Allen booked up that day? Come on! I mean, it does feel like it's over for Woody Allen, right? Nah, he's going to keep ticking know, he, away he, he just re- he just released a movie with timothy chalamet and al fanning like a year and a half ago yeah no but he hasn't released a film this year which is to say last year yeah which means like he's one isn't wasn't it his first year without releasing a didn't film? he do a miniseries last year i think oh, he, the- he, he, he was supposed to do like a miniseries for like amazon prime and then i think that didn't happen yeah yeah they, i definitely watched a woody allen miniseries in the last year yeah but that was like two or three years ago okay that i'll be honest i can't tell he's been the same age and guilty for yeah. so long now <laughs> yeah that was that was two or three years ago still 30 or 40 years after the the crimes he committed yeah yeah i mean that's a lifetime ago uh for his uh wife that's literally that's probably how old she is is that too much is that it's probably, no, you, you know what cut what you want out of this because i can't stand behind any of this i'm sure you know this monster's out there and we gotta hold him accountable um but also roman polanski also made chinatown starring old the joker herself faye dunaway <laughs> and jackie nix from anger management um yep. my favorite film that was adapted into a charlie sheen sitcom yeah, and also Diane Ladd, oh, yeah. uh, who, who of course played uh, Laura Dern's mum in in What Heart and in Real Life. Do you guys know a story about about David Lynch talking to Laura Dern on the set of What Heart, where he's like, "You know, Laura, you look a lot like Diane Ladd. It was really good casting me. Like, have you to have her play your mum?" <laughs> and then Laura Dern said. David, that's actually my mum. <laughs> and you know there's 50-50 that he was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Great. Yeah, you definitely know that he went in not knowing, but we still don't know if he went out <laughs> knowing. Yeah, no, I, I, we can never really know. You know, there are some people whose minds you can never truly understand, and, and David Lynch is definitely one of them. Yep. So, uh, Except by watching Inland Empire. <laughs> No, no, not Inland Empire. Just that that one scene in the Twin Peaks The Return when that guy's head turns into a CGI marble. Oh, what were we going to say? We're, we're coming up with talking to a giant teapot. <laughs> Spoilers? <laughs> oh, sorry, spoilers. All right, <laughs> I'm still getting around to the second season. Oh, well, yeah, it starts good, gets rough in the middle. And, Look, and then... I, I, I like the middle of Twin Peaks season two. Uh, because I uh, 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 because I like that everyone is just doing uh, insane long cons on each other. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like it's just like a solid fifteen episodes of ev- of every like thirty minutes. There's a reveal that someone is pulling a long con on everyone else in the town, and then they just keep finding ways to hide in that for fifteen episodes. <laughs> Jesus, this whole town has a lot of time up there. Sleep. Yep. So Chinatown. So Chinatown. <laughs> uh, it's classified as a neo noir. I don't know how that's possible, considering it's not neo. It's very noir. <laughs> 
Um, uh, I mean, it's 30 years after noir movies were a thing. But it was set while noir movies were a thing. Oh, shit. Sure, but it's Neo invented as... <laughs> but after the ne- time that noir, that but noir can, movies after were... a time, like, you can't... Is noir a time or a genre? Uh, so noir movies, usually people, like, say it's, like, 45 to 55. <laughs> Is that what people say? Yeah. I thought noir was a genre. Like, are we yeah, saying, like, like, I can't make a musical now because the what, what golden was, age is over? So it, I mean, it, it was... Uh, so the, 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 the whole, like, classification of noir was, like, a post-facto thing done by a bunch of, like, French film critics uh, in, in the, like, like, late 50s and early 60s, like, looking back at, like, uh, looking back at, like, American post-war films and being like, oh, there's, like, a trend here of a certain type of increased levels of violence and, like, morally gray characters and these, like, archetypal characters and then all these French film critics were like, this is a thing that is called noir and it starts here and it ends here. And, and so then films like Chinatown, which were made after that, are, are referred to as neo-noir. Neo Noir in my brain is Blade Runner. Is they're they're set in the future. They're all cyberpunked up. They got the neon tube umbrellas, and I there are several umbrellas in Chinatown and Big Trouble in Little China, but none of them are neon tubes. Yeah, and all three of those movies have James Hong. Oh, that is true. But only uh, in Blade Runner does he look at someone's eyes and say, "I made your eyes." Yeah, he's so good. But both Chinatown and Big Trouble in Little China also have uh, 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 also have like eyes as like a prominent uh, plot point. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> James 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 Hong has made a lot of eye movies. It's a good dude. He says that's his yeah. one requirement. He says <laughs> yeah. to his agent, I, he's what, like, "Where are the eyes in Tango and Cash?" Oh, um, oh, there's there's absolutely something. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 like most of the characters have one to two. It, oh yeah, it's true. Uh, I, I I think if if it had been less than like three years since I last saw Tango and Cash, I'd be able to think of a moment where, where yeah, eyes play a prominent role. But then you'd have to admit that you'd seen Tango and Cash in the last three like, years. Tango I, and Cash. I, I, I've, I've, I've considered Tango. I've considered watching it. Like like there were multiple points last year. Where I was like, I should watch I should watch Tango and Cash again. It's got Robert Zadar in it. It's got just a lot of murder. It, it, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's got that scene where where Sylvester Sloan, where him and Kurt Russell are broken out of prison, and he's trying to find the like corrupt cops who 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 set him up. And he, he like goes into one of their houses, and the, the cops are looking through his fridge. And then he closes the door to the fridge, and Sloan's behind the door, and Sloan's like. Well, judging by the contents of your refrigerator, you haven't been watching your weight. I guess you're too busy looking at the money for pigeon to set us up. <laughs> okay, so since you've done it was a slightly bit of Solomon, I thought I could do it. Still not <laughs> good, but better than I thought I could I do mean, it. I was, I was very happy with it. <laughs> and we, and we have, we've had Stevens at the award-winning Arnie. Surely mm. you've won an award. <laughs> I, I just need to find a member of the Expendables <laughs> that that I can do. Uh, Oh, that was me thinking I had a Statham in me, but... Oh, I'm Hobbs. No, I'm sure. I I, I think you could do a really good Charisma Carpenter. That's right. I just saw a very good tweet today, which is that Jesus Christ's name... Which is why I I thought of that. Charisma Carpenter, everyone's favourite... what work has she done outside of Buffy and Angel and the Expendables? Uh, she, she 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 was in a movie called Bound, but isn't the Wachowski's movie? Oh. It, it, it was it was like a it, it was like a post Fifty Shades like BDSM movie. Ben McGugan told me about it. <laughs> Why am I not surprised that Ben McGugan, local, uh 
in the best like slimeball comedian no slimeball is <laughs> is cruel and makes him sound mean but he like have you guys watched his youtube video which yeah. is ranking all the pokemon for 90 yeah, minutes I, I i saw him do that live <laughs> <laughs> for 90 minutes yeah yeah it's a good video but it's only something that a re- like there's just a real sense of you just feel that when you touch Ben McGugan's skin, it would be squeaky like a dolphin. I've I, I, I've touched his skin a lot, and uh, no, it doesn't do that. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. What what defines a lot? Like more than I touch most people. <laughs> Why? There's something about Ben. I just feel very I feel very comfortable around yeah, Ben. Yeah. No, he he seems quite cuddly. Yeah. No, um, he is. Yeah. He's a, he's he's a lovely, talented man. I don't touch people. Not not even yourself? Mm-mm. Well, do you not consider that's, your atoms That's God's t- business. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how do you not want... Let's the talk... the least a- true thing that I could <laughs> have said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. If you're listening to Famous this, Christian very... improviser, yeah. Stephen Pines. <laughs> uh, can I get a suggestion of uh, uh, something in the Holy Trinity? Hey, yeah, Steve... I need a suggestion of something to bless. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and God is with us. <laughs> You're about to tour the South Island, like maybe yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of Christian. There. There's a lot of Christians down there. Uh, are there? Well, I don't probably. So. I've never been. I have, I have been, but you've never been Christian. Mm. You should try it, like just for a week or two. No, I it only it. takes a week. <laughs> right? And on the seventh day, you can rest. It's just like your experience with opium. You just tried it once in a bar, and now, <laughs> and now everything seems like a good idea. No, is that? I don't think that's the true story of Christianity because most people who experience Christianity think a lot of things are bad ideas. <laughs> yeah, but they think everything. Yeah, no, I can't speak to that. So Jake Gitties, he's a hard-bitten private dick. It's 1937. He's just proven that some guy's wife is cheating do, on do, him. Do, 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 do you know what that, you know what that man is called? No. He's called Curly. That's right. Because he's, he's like a working-class schlub in the 30s, so he's called Curly. And he looks... Play, a- played by Burt Young, Paulie from the Rocky series. But I not- thought he did it quite well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zing! They hated it. That's the first Stephen just, pun for the day. It just, it's just very frustrating having having an actually entertaining comedian on this. On yeah, the, on yeah, this that is a bold term for one bad pun. <laughs> and you're 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 a pun slinger. Yeah, so true. <laughs> no, I do what I can. The, how could you? If you da- dyed your hair darker, you could be the Dark Tower colon the pun slinger. <laughs> <laughs> all right well there's my new friend show <laughs> we just go out and this is the first of i want to say 12 shows that... yeah. i'm not doing it in fringe festivals it's just because i dyed my hair that i'm gonna oh. move it forward and cut it straight across oh yeah. yeah so are you gonna do it as like the character from the books or more or more like idris elba's interpretation from from the movie uh it'll be idris elba inspired but from the movie Cats. Uh, so it'll okay, just be so, me so in a so, full cat suit with abs. Okay. How? So if, oh, I, I thought you were going to say it's like you'll be wearing, wearing a trench coat for most of it, and mm-hmm. then you'll be very naked at the end of it. Yes. There, 
have we yet invented a word because it's uncanny valley adjacent but the experience of yeah when when address when mccavity takes off that coat and he's like it's fur but you're looking at a man's nude furry body mm. and the feeling of like it's yeah it's a delightful unease <laughs> there's <laughs> adrenaline and fear in yeah. your body we need a word for that maybe it is just a mccavity search I, i'm <laughs> <laughs> I, I promise that was not all just set up for. <laughs> well, well. Uh, speaking of things that people wear, I just don't think I'm ever going to be a guy who can commit to a, a white or cream suit. Well, that which is uh, what Jake does. Jake of Chinatown of of, of like he's credited as JJ Gitties. Yeah, as if suddenly in the credits he's founding an investment firm. <laughs> but he's constantly in cream and pale suits and just constantly getting them really muddy and stuff. And I just think in his line of work, you think you would have switched. Also, how strong are these suits? Do you just get them washed and throw them like you get like you have to if you have a cream suit and you spill coffee on it, like that's trash now, right? Yeah. Or in nineteen thirty seven was yeah, there but, some magic that I'm unaware of? Or just like man who's shit himself cosplay. <laughs> 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 the 1937 yeah. Comic Con. Oh shit! Who are yeah, you? I, 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 I was I was not popular at Armageddon for year. I win as guy who shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, it wasn't cosplay. It was just yeah, I couldn't find a bathroom. Yeah, no, there are a lot of people at conventions where. I... <laughs> well, yeah, like I, I I walk past several people who are like, yeah, I'm I'm same as Aaron, but I smell like but I smell like I shit myself. Look, I had to wait in line for two and a half hours for the Hamikame competition, and I. I had no time to use the bathroom. They still have the Kamehameha competition I every year. I said it right. <laughs> no. Definitely didn't. No. <laughs> you, 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 I don't you, care you, about your pronunciation. <laughs> I care about the fact that they're like... Are they still doing yeah, it? Yeah, I, I, I think they, I oh, think they do. Jesus I, I, I don't go to bed anymore because I realise it, uh, it, it, it holds nothing for me. <laughs> the Kamehameha competition? No, no, just, just Armageddon in general. No. Surely there are like boutique Blu-rays of... I don't know. Yeah, well, you're missing b- 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 There is one place we have that sells Blu-rays and it's for like Madman... That's like Madman, like yep. Booth, and like this stuff was always just like slightly too expensive for for me, for me to bother. Okay, thought experiment. You're a private investigator. Mm-hmm. Yep. A woman dressed in widow's weeds comes and asks you to investigate her husband. What do you do? Uh, I say, uh, are you going to pay me money? And what what what, what, what does she say? I can't remember what she what she said, so I'll transition into discussion. <laughs> Discuss in comparison to a similar scene. In Robert Town and Roman Polanski's Chinatown, <laughs> do you think Robert Town just called it Chinatown because it's ki- it scans the same as his name? <laughs> He's like, this is, cl- this is as close to naming a movie after myself as I can get. Yeah, well, maybe it was called Robert Town, and they were like, you can't just call it char- Robert Town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the main character's name's Robert Town. Send. Yeah, no, it's like a, when when Ridley Scott made made Blade Runner, he's like, okay, uh. I want to name it like Ro- Robobot. Because <laughs> it sounds like Ridley Scott. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that, that is... is kind of what Alien Covenant is about, right? A Robobot. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that movie is about one thing. It's about one Robert Michael Fassbender teaching another Robert Michael Fassbender to play recorder erotically. And that's why it's the best movie ever made. <laughs> Stephen, have you seen Alien Covenant? I mean, I have now. There, there's, there's one scene where... The worst is that I have, and I don't remember that at all. You've you got to watch that scene. That scene's incredible. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've forgotten that scene as well. I'm just glad Recorder's getting the time that <laughs> yeah. it deserves, all right? The, yeah, for too was... long, Recorders have been relegated to plastic toys <laughs> given to children to blow through. Yeah, there's not enough Recorder, like, there's not enough Recorders in science fiction. It's like that and the second Doctor. Was yeah. the most I'm all two. about that Picard flute. Oh, That's where yeah. the business is. <laughs> yeah, the, the you don't get many wind instrument based science heroes. How much better would iRobot be if Will Smith was like, "Oh, I'm so racist against robots. I hope I don't no, meet no, a robot no, that challenges yeah, that preconception." Now I'm going to do the flute solo from Aqualung. <laughs> yeah, it'd be sweet. I mean, you telling me you wouldn't enjoy like a slow pan out from a window, and it's just Will Smith with a flute just softly playing. We were talking about this off mic about why there are no more uh, musicals why has will smith not done a musical i mean he, pretty sure he, he's he, in he, aladdin yeah he was in the aladdin remake oh right i just and that to... is why he has not done a musical <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, sorry he's just a... a film i refuse to believe exists yeah no same <laughs> where it's just like oh that yeah that's right uh, guy ritchie directed that film the yeah. pink power ranger is is jasmine hold up hold up hold up guy ritchie directed <laughs> yeah aladdin yeah 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 the movie that I've seen over seven minutes of? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I only stopped because it was boring. Yeah. Guy Ritchie, they looked at his great success with uh, Robin Hood uh, and, uh, no, that was Ridley Scott, with uh, King Arthur, yeah, Legend King, of King the Arthur, Sword. Mm -hmm. That know. one where his wife was on a boat. Oh, uh, yeah. Swept away, mm -hmm. I think, uh, of course. Spoiler alert. Uh, just just so you know, it's a bad movie, but his wife is Madonna. <laughs> She's the, it's not his wife on a boat. It's Madonna. Like, Madonna's way more important than Guy Ritchie. I mean, was Madonna. Oh, shit. Right, I think? Yeah, I, I, think, I, think, I think they're no longer together. That, I mean... Oh, I thought you were meaning, coming? like, Madonna's not Madonna anymore. No, no. no. <laughs> not that they were divorced. I thought yeah. you were being like, you remember when Madonna was good. Oh, no, uh, we just got the news. Uh, um, Georgia, uh, it's looking like a toss-up in both races, and Madonna is dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. How old is Madonna? This is not a fun game. She's 71. <laughs> Finn? I'm, I'm uh, six, 67. She is... Oh, 62. Oh, okay. Uh, I stand by my claim. <laughs> oh, I look forward to cutting this, but yeah, no, she... Yeah. <laughs> Two, eight years, 2000 to 2008, she was married to the director of Snatch. The director mm -hmm. of The Gentleman. <laughs> no, Matthew Vaughn is the director of The Gentleman. No, it's Guy Ritchie. No, I'm thinking of Kingsman. Yeah, I apologize. Kingsman. Mm. Uh, no, none of this matters. What matters is we've got to investigate this woman's husband. Yeah. She, you wouldn't question it. Like, if no. a woman walked in and went like, hey, because you got to remember too is, e like, e the... e even if it's Diane Ladd and she is automatically suspicious. Yeah. Well, he and he gets swept up in this massive thing, but he's yeah. not a big time investigator. That's the whole point of introducing Curly. Curly can't even yeah. pay his bill. Yeah, you're right. So he investigates the husband. He finds out some stuff. Yeah. Um. It's all it, to describe the plot uh, of Chinatown is to grasp at water. It is a film noir plot. People look at things and then sit in rooms. And I mean, at the end, someone explains what the plot was, and you're like. 
they spread that out. Yeah, I think. Like, yeah, I think what makes name. this neo is that it, it's sometimes in the middle that they explain the plot. <laughs> well, and and also it's in color. That's I think that that's the main thing that makes it neo. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, no, no, I was trying to work out a neon <laughs> joke. Uh, no. Nothing. I, I was trying to. I was trying to work out a Keanu Reeves joke. Oh. I think it's good we bailed. We both failed on those jokes. And I, I just waited for the two of you. Yeah. I, I was like, I'll see where they're going with this. Turns I, out, not going that far. I had a bunch of of condom jokes about Keanu Reeves that I could never remember. So I came up with a um, a system to remember them. It was a Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> Who's the punslinger I mean, now? It's me. Pretty, I'm the good. I'm the dark that is a person great movie. running away. Or I don't, I don't know anything. The first line of the Dark Tower is like the the, oh, okay. the dark man ran and Roland had his gun and he was slinging him. I don't know. I've I've, I've only seen the Idris Elba movie. Oh, that's more than I've seen. <laughs> How is it? Out of ten? Uh, like like two. Ooh. Oh no no out of ten out of ten it's like a out of ten it's like a four. Oh now I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> IMDB if it's anything above like three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah Un- below eight <laughs> and above three, I'm out. Yep. Alright. I only want to watch the best and the worst. What was the latest three out of ten movie you saw? I uh oh I what was the latest terrible one? Oh, I can't remember. This is, you can't ask me information, all right? I'll give you opinions, but I'm terrible with information. Look, uh, we brought you on this podcast. For nothing but you... facts. I know. I know. I'm so sorry. Probably Laser Mission. That wasn't that long ago. Oh, what, what, what's, what's, what, what's, what's going on in Laser Mission? I, I've got a theory. <laughs> <laughs> it's Brendan Lee. It's... Uh, oh. Yeah, he, um, they have to go to... No, I'm going to guess this was before The Crow? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, oddly enough. Um, I think my favorite thing that I remember from that is they go to the airport, um, and they are clearly just on a set, um, and then they're also, they're, like, having a meeting in, I believe it was somewhere in Central or South America, but 100% just a beach in San Francisco. <laughs> I mean, Yeah. And you're like, you guys know that geography is different, right? Beach is Could you not tell beach. that because you saw the, the Golden Gate Bridge in the background? Yeah, that was the problem. Yeah. Also, the guy you know, running his dog. You know. <laughs> you're like, this is too close to Starfleet headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> San Francisco. <laughs> How does Sulu say that in Star Trek 4? I mean, I think something like what yeah. you're yeah. doing, but... Who knows? You know, I did an okay Stallone. It turns out I don't, I don't, I don't have a very good. Um, Dan Brand. What, what's this? Oh, that, that, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh. You gotta really like. Yeah. You, know, you, you have to really enjoy every <laughs> syllable. Oh, God, God love George Takei. Uh, I don't know why I said that. I love neither. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, George. Yeah. Oh, and also Jesus. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. They're, they're, enough they're both love. doing fine, Stephen. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel bad about not loving uh, uh, Jesus and his friends because they got enough love. You know, uh, he's, he's had it too good for too long. He got crucified once. He's been fucking coasting off of that for yeah. the last two thousand years. Twenty-seven years of good times. <laughs> That's why I will only believe in obscure gods. That's why I'm a glycon supporter. The sock puppet Ellen Moore worships. Okay. All right. 
Um, I, I'm 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 personally all about Shugnubbuff the Tooth Cloud, which is uh, one of the 700 ancient and unspeakable gods from John Hodgman's uh, That Is All. But most importantly, the cluster of eyes from Big Trouble in Little <laughs> yeah. China. Mm, it's a beholder. Ah, oh, it is a beholder. Yeah, You're right. Which I'm only familiar with because I played D and D as a kid and uh, am of the generation where Eye of the Beholder was a very big and popular video game. Uh, yeah. I'm... And the cover of that is a beholder. <laughs> they they have eyes, so it's kind of weird. They're like yeah. the eye of the be- eye of the beholder, yeah. and you're like, they have like a bunch of them. And yeah. they, they, so, in... Stephen, do you, do you know how beholders reproduce? I mean, I imagine they bump eyes. Nah. So what what they do is when a beholder reaches a certain age, it will dream other beholders into existence. Oh shit! We gotta stop them from getting to that yeah. age. Or just keep them awake so they can't dream. <gasps> oh my god, yeah. Or yeah. give them day jobs. Because <laughs> that's a great way to stop people dreaming. Oh, right, because it <laughs> removes their dreams. Yeah, uh-huh. good capitalism, all right? That's what I'm talking about. Just to show how broken my brain is, yeah. I thought you were making a reference to the one line in Waking Life, the independent animated <laughs> film by Richard Linklater, where a guy goes, man, I've had all these dreams where I go to my job, you know, they're paying me for my waking life, but they get my dream life for free. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, that's a way to compete oh, to shit. beat the beholders. Yes. Make a Richard Linklater film about them. Richard Linklater, my favourite nine eleven truther. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that why he's such good friends with Alex Jones? Hey, yep, right, yeah. Uh, yep, uh. yeah. I'm sure we'll get to to to, to old Linky Lakes. Oh, uh, Richard. <laughs> I, I do. Every, One thing I love Everybody about... wants some jet fuel to <laughs> melt those steel beans. <laughs> I appreciate that this movie used binocular cutouts. Yeah. <laughs> not often these days, because they used them at length, yep. too. Yeah. Like, not multiple times, just one time for like five minutes. And not only that, but when you got a reverse shot of Jake looking through the binoculars, you saw what he was seeing reflected in the binoculars as that kind of craft that I think forgives all of Roman Polanski's crimes. His crimes like the ghostwriter. <laughs> yeah. I like... Oh, I was about to say I like Carnage. I like the play Carnage is based on. But anyway... <laughs> I like the comic book Carnage. Yeah, where it's the yeah. offspring you know, I, I, I heard there's going to be some of that in the next Venom movie. Do you know what the subtitle of the next Venom film is? It's just called like, Let There Be Carnage or something, right? It is. Yeah. Are you excited to see Woody Harrelson? As really. Cletus Cassidy? It'd be fine. Carnage? It's fine. I think they're going to lose their D- minds. Directed by Andy Serkis? Yeah. Andy from, from, from The Hobbit? Yep. And from... Uh, Planet of the Apes? From that movie where him and Simon Pegg are grave robbers? Ah, uh, yeah, Burke and Hare. Burke and Hare, yep. Um, they're actually resurrectionists. Oh, okay. Because, I've never seen it. Uh, neither. Um, <laughs> but I know that Burke and Hare were resurrectionists, which are people who steal bodies. Body snatchers are specifically people who start out stealing bodies, then realize, do you know what's easier? Killing people. Oh, right. Uh, I, oh I, I my God, that's so it. true. Why would you wait for the bodies when you there's so many bodies yeah. just walking around? Yeah, and, yeah. and, and what, what, okay, so what, what's the difference between a resurrectionist and a flatliner? <clears throat> which which flatliner though because there is there's the sutherland flatliner yep. and the page flatliner. i mean it's not it's not the page one it's the sutherland one well, well they all go to arkham university 
<laughs> yeah, Arkham yeah, they, they go to Arkham University from the H.P. Lovecraft stories. So is that because that film was directed by Joel Schumacher? Yeah, has he actually directed three Batman films? <laughs> and his one flatliners? No, no, it's no, it's it's a it's a different Arkham. It's the it's the H.P. Lovecraft Arkham. Oh, I mean, they're all the same. I've always considered the H.P. Lovecraft universe part of uh, part of a Batman universe. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you get to unify universes. Oh no, I do. I do. <laughs> You're like I'm the guy. Like, I've always felt like Harry Potter. Uh, existed in a twilight world they, uh, they don't talk about it but there's definitely oh i explain to me then why edward cullen and um man who die in goblet of fire whose name i can't I, remember I have, his name is absolutely somewhere in my brain and i cannot remember right i assumed now. his name was man who die <laughs> yeah. uh, cedric diggory so, there we go why that's, do they look the same it's because they're the same it's because it's the same because they're same the same person. universe it's like how han solo became an archaeologist and then the president and then said to gary oldman get off my plane yeah and, 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 then, and then he was a morning glory. <laughs> and then Gary Oldman, of course, lived forever to become a fifth element. So Meanwhile, all yeah, Han Solo just retired with his dogs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he felt the call of the wild. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. I remember when seeing Call of the Wild in the cinema was like, that's a thing I could potentially do. And then all the cinemas closed yeah. and were like, glad you made that decision for me. <laughs> <laughs> we got your back, Ether. You don't want to go and see this on the big screen. That's right. We know you went to see sonic we want to save you yeah Ugh. sonic uh, i i you didn't like sonic I, I didn't see it oh it's very fun yeah no it's it a, runs i mean of 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 the two like ben schwartz just just like just like shits around for a couple hours uh uh, uh vehicles of last year i i chose to watch middle ditch and, and schwartz <laughs> I, he doesn't do enough shitting around is the problem yeah um and... i didn't know he was in sonic he plays Sonic. He's, he's Sonic, but he looks like a hedgehog. Looks looks like a little CGI hedgehog. Yeah, yeah. No, they do extensive plastic surgery. Okay, they but can't... they didn't have to change it after they did the surgery, right? Like the one surgery oh, no, no. was that, fine. That's deep fakes. That <laughs> they... deep fakes of Ben Schwartz. They they were like, look, yeah. we've had issues with people saying also... Sonic looks too human, <laughs> so we're going to make him look less human and then put Ben Schwartz face. Yeah, no, it's yeah. A, it's the same process they use on Camille Nongioni. <laughs> I uh, no, I mean I'm. Um, <sighs> hey, I I I'm on his side. If someone gave me money to get swole, I'm not gonna stop. Yeah. I'm gonna get so swole. I'm yeah. gonna, I want because the thing is like. We're all working to be the best at what we can do. Yeah. And if someone says, hey, I've got 300,000 or a million bucks yeah. to make you into a swole god, then yeah. I'm going to be like, you know what? I'll Hugh Jackman it for a little while. I, th I think it's more specifically that if I was commanding on Johnny and they were like, you should get jacked, I would also absolutely take steroids. <laughs> I don't know why people... The thing is, steroids are only bad yeah. for your body. Yeah. But then most of the negative things around steroids are because people use them to cheat. Yeah. But that's not cheating. No, it that's is. the goal. He's no. the goal for him is not to compete in the Olympics as a female swimmer in the eighties. Stephen, I have to disagree. <laughs> if you are going to play one of a space god eternal <laughs> uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm -hmm. I don't want any kind of assistance in mm -hmm. what those characters look like. Very fair. They First should day look on like set. people. Pee in a cup. Yeah. We want to find out. Well, I mean, I wouldn't put it past Chloe Zhao. That seems like the kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like cruel. No, hooray. Chloe Zhao. Have you seen Nomadland? 
No. Check it out. It's very sad. Go 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 see Nomadland. Oh, no, I don't want to watch sad movies. I just watched one. No, it's, it's also got it's got Francis McDormand in it. David Strathairn, yeah. the bad guy from the Bourne Ultimatum. I mean, it's got no other famous people. I mean, apart, I would argue you haven't named and, and, famous people to start with. And, and, and David Strathairn's son. Yeah, <laughs> that's the other famous. Sw- the fifth build person in the cast's name is Swanky, and their character name is also Swanky. I mean, that it can only be described as swanky. Okay. Within five minutes of the start of No Man's Land, you have someone discussing Smith lyrics. Smith's lyrics. They have tattooed on their arm. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a, when it's, is this set? It's in like 2013. Yeah. It's a very funny bit. Yeah. It's just there's, there's, there's just like very like buff woman wearing a singlet, just like just like holding up her bicep, and there's like Morrissey's face tattooed on it, and there's like all her favorite Morrissey lyrics. All right, and they're working at a Amazon delivery center. Oh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's a, it's a so ble- there are people peeing in cups. <laughs> yeah, 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 just not. Oh, oh there's also there's also a lot of uh, people shooting in buckets in that movie. Yeah, um, yeah, it's people, an Amazon because there are people center. who live in their vans. Yeah, yeah well, you don't want to drive home. Yeah, and you're like. Oh, I have another 13 hour day to do in this free and fulfilling democracy. Absolutely. That that is kind of the moral of of Nomadland. Yeah. Yeah, sounds depressing. Yeah. But also inspiring in a way. Yep. Um uh check it out. It's got Francis McDormand in it. Um that that I don't know why I added that on the end. It's good. You know Francis McDormand from uh Medline? No, nope. she played the film editor in one scene of Hail Caesar. Nope, that's right. The head of the CIA, I believe, in Transformers Four. Nope, she plays that one who owns a gym in uh, in Burn After Reading. Nope. Have you heard of Fargo, the TV series? Yes. Okay. Well, that's adapted from a film by the writers of the Garfield film, The Coen. <laughs> I don't believe that to be true. <laughs> um, Although I'm saying yes to the movie without <laughs> thinking about it. Uh, you, Let's you, go. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You, so, you, you may remember Frances McDormand from her, her best role ever of a uh, woman who shouts at people a lot in uh, Free Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. <laughs> wait, wait. That's Frances McDormand? She's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, she's not in the Fargo TV show. No, she's no. in Fargo. The movie. She is. She they, is. Surely they'll have given her a sneaky cameo at this uh, point. I, 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 I think she has enough integrity not to want to do that. But okay, that. But the Fargo show is good. Shut up. I'm not saying anything about the show. I'm just saying like that. That seems like she, she did. That's that, like that's like Mandalorian hey, stuff. A lot of good people got pulled into Transformers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot I of guess, good people like died. Stanley Tucci. Yeah, he's Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, an- an- another man who I think his work is so good, it forgives his crimes. Yeah, there's a new. He's got a new movie coming out on Netflix tomorrow that I'm going to watch because Vanessa Kirby's the main person in it, and I love Vanessa Kirby. Look, if there if there's one thing in a conflict between Shia LaBeouf and FKA Twigs, between one of the blandest leading men in mainstream cinema and one of the most innovative musicians, I'm going to side with Shia LaBeouf. Remember? From Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. I don't remember. And Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, oh, where he I plays Mutt that. Williams. That's right. You do? You, are you both aware how many names you know? <laughs> yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's it's a, a lot, lot of names. Right? Like, like if you edited just all the talking and just left the names in, this is still going to be a long show. <laughs> yeah, this is still going to be. It's a real problem. Like it's incredible. Like I don't even know that many people. <laughs> 
Like, let alone their oh, names. Literally. You know all of these people and their names <laughs> and then other stuff they've done. You were like, you remember this person from these eight projects they've worked on. I forgot Shia LaBeouf was in Transformers. <laughs> But he, I also forgot Transformers. All right, it's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, other than Transformers, the movie, which is absolutely, which, which yeah. we're going to be getting Orson to, Wells. which we're going to be getting to in a, oh in a few episodes. Goodness, we'll, oh, we'll have you back, Leonard Nimoy. Ah, oh, whoever did, what, is it? Judd Nelson in there as well? Oh, it seems like so. it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what does he play? Like Hot Rod? Yeah, he plays yeah, Hot Rod. And name of a actual it's Hot Rod, but then at the end, he becomes Rodimus Prime. <laughs> which is my porn name (laughs) um uh, or it was i've gotten a little too old i'm out of my rodimus prime i know where i know i know where we're getting (laughs) fuck um uh, (laughs) the the thing people at home are missing was the grim rictus of false joy Stephen put on his face it's not false (laughs) it's real joy Um, so Jake is using his binoculars, as we were discussing, uh, to to watch this woman's alleged husband. She he sees yeah. him. He, he he he's he's like an engineer. Yeah, he he he's involved in in uh, he's involved in uh, in the, the the like water systems of of, of L A, making sure that it, that the city has enough water. Yeah. Which they really underplay at the top of this movie. Yeah. Like, at the top of this movie, she goes, oh, he's a water engineer. And they go, oh, that's interesting. And, and then we find out he's not, he's like the guy. Yeah. He he like, he like is the reason that Los Angeles has water. This this film very much has the plot structure of a, mid, of a peak era Simpsons episode. As it does very much start <laughs> being about one thing and then end up with, you know, Faye Dunaway having a bullet wound for an eye. There was like a conspiracy theory i had when it when i was younger which is like they, they, they would make new episodes of the simpsons by just taking an a plot and and a b plot from two different episodes and just like editing them together because like i i like there's so many times as a kid i'd see an episode i've seen this a plot before i don't think i've seen this b plot before like i've seen this b plot i don't think i've seen this a plot yeah you just swap the characters yeah is that not what we're meant to do Gotta i pull back in some of my pilot scripts <laughs> <laughs> well it does not help someone might realize i've just rewritten breaking bad <laughs> yeah well uh breaking bad but with homer and marge right right or homer and he Bart, works at right? a, he works at a nuclear power station oh, and then what he yeah. does is he starts to uh enrich uranium at home like obviously the simpsons uh, uh... <laughs> and then he gets cancer which is ironic <laughs> okay live action simpsons film with john carlo esposito as mr burns that's my pitch so I've I've been watching a lot of Spike Lee movies recently, so I've seen yeah. a lot of Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, and like that, that dude fucking rules. If anyone hasn't yeah. seen School Days, the like Spike Lee's second film, Giancarlo Esposito is fucking incredible in that. Night on Earth, the uh, recent episode of Game Changer, which is a game show anthology series, which you can only access on Dropout, College Humor's oh, yeah, streaming right. service, a service I support and enjoy. That sounded insincere. Do you have to pay for that? Yeah, but they've got like TV show length shit on. Can you get it on Quibi? Quibi. Quibi. Huh? No. No, no, no. no. And and to be clear, College Humor collapsed financially before Quibi collapsed financially. What about Crackle? Can I get it on Crackle? Crackle's gone. What? No. No. Uh, It's all Mubi now. It's all Mubi all the way down. 
what was the other one? There was, there was like one that NBC had before Peacock. Oh, no, no. Was... Peacock is their new one. Yeah, they had another one before that. If anyone's listening oh, from overseas, CISO. you have they, no they idea CISO. how hard this is for us. Yeah. Because we don't actually have access to most of these platforms. No. We <laughs> only consume them in, oh, I can't watch that because it's on blank. Yeah. Or, oh, a TV show's making fun of blank. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah it was like, oh, yeah, I know about all these streaming services because I heard like podcasters make fun of them. <laughs> Yeah, and we're like, we should be so lucky. Yep. Did but- you see it on TVNZ On Demand? <laughs> .co.nz. But I- don't just put in .nz. It's not going to take you to the site. That, it might. I don't know. Don't uh, don't don't quote me on that. That uh, it's uh, that would seem exactly like the kind of mistake TVNZ would make, though. That... It's only top of mind because I made that mistake recently. No, oh, what do, is it? I don't have a uh, one of my domains is meant to forward from .co.nz oh, to yeah. .nz, and I I didn't set it up right, guys. Let's talk about how inept I am with the internet. Yeah, let's. Or we could talk about stopwatches. <laughs> yeah. In this montage where Jake Giddies is is telling this man whose whose name is uh, uh, his name is Hollis Mulvey, I think. Yeah, that uh, uh, M- Mulray. Ho- oh Hollis, my god! Hollis For Mulray. all the names that you know. Yeah. So yeah, he, he's telling this man Hollis Mulray, and he's like following him around different parts of different parts of LA. Like you're just seeing him do like all this like 1930s detective shit. There's one point where Mulray leaves his car, and Jake is like, "I know how I can uh, see how long this guy's gone from his car for." He opens a glove box of the car and takes out two of like 30 pocket watches he has in there. He goes and puts like two pocket watches around. Wait, were there two? Yeah, he puts one in front of the wheel, one behind the wheel. So if he like backs out or if he reverses out, he can he can Oy. get him either way. And it, yeah, so 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 like when when Hollis gets back in his car and drives away, it'll break one of the watches, yeah. and he can and he can see what time it was. Just just like a, it's a classic technique. It's a, it's a. Have you not used great. this? Uh, I I have not. I I I haven't had to tail that many people recently. Oh. but in the past, you were all over tailing. Well, well, also like I I only ever had one watch, which was my like G Shock watch. No. And it turns oh, out when that, gonna... when 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 that gets run over by a car, either it's just fine or it's broken in a way that it doesn't tell you what the time was. Well, our instinct <laughs> too was, hey, this dude's got like how expensive is this? He's got way too many stopwatches, but inherently they have to be crappy stopwatches or he wouldn't be buying they wouldn't yeah. work if it was mm-hmm. a nice stopwatch or uh then if someone drew drove over it it'd be fine yeah so more yeah. importantly if they were nice stopwatches they'd be start watches <laughs> <laughs> but that is just uh, the- i think it's also important to remember like Jake 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 Giddies has like one of, has like a loyalty punch card of a, a, a stopwatch depot. He buys stopwatches by the by the pound. Yeah, right. Like he's yeah. just like I will have four it, it, boxes it, it, of stopwatches. Every morning he buys a baker's dozen of stopwatches. Yeah. he has several employees at his agency, and do we think their sole job is just winding stopwatches manually <laughs> constantly? Because so, they don't seem to do anything. As his he has a secretary who's just there to take his hat. Yeah. When he enters the room. And, and also to sometimes mouth the like, there's someone in your office waiting for you. Yeah. Which, is, she was effective, right? Like, the two yeah. guys who tried to talk to him, they're like, <laughs> we gotta talk to you, we gotta talk. And he's like, I don't have time, I gotta tell you this joke. Whereas she's like, someone's in your And he's like, I get that. Yeah. I get that. You know, you can't just be coming at people. 
there is a scene earlier on in the movie where he's finished tailing Hollis. He's now in a barber shop. He's getting a shave and a haircut. And one of the other patrons starts like shit talking him, being like, oh, "You're a private detective. You're a you're lower than shit. You're Which you're useless." Is pretty fair yeah. because like the thing is, his private detecting that's fine. Mm. Yeah, but it got into the papers. Not fine. Yeah, yeah. front of the papers. Yeah. And, and, and and so like and so he he gets mad at this guy and starts trying to fight him. I mean, his barber's like, "No, no, come back over here and sit down." I'll tell you a racist joke. Come on, it'll be great. And he takes him back over and he tells uh, him. Barber's shop. And we, 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 yeah. we hear the first part of a racist joke about, about like a Chinese man who doesn't want to have sex with his wife. And then it, it cuts from like. Wait, the, is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. The, the, I thought it was about edging. I, I, I don't know. Right. The scene like fades out while the barber's like halfway through telling the joke. And then it cuts to Jake like going back into his office. And like, hey, fellas, I got this great joke for you. <laughs> and, and they're like, hey, we've got something to tell you. And, and he's like, shut up, I got to tell you this joke. Look, and, we've all been there. And, and, and then, then <laughs> with well, this joke specifically, and then, and then he, yeah, he, 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 he he he's just like he's just shouting this terrible like like three minute long joke at them, and the camera just like slowly like pans around so that you can see like you can see the, the, the back of their heads and like and Jake's face like shouting, shouting this joke at them. I mean the daughter's office opens behind him and <laughs> Faye Dunaway is there. Yeah, and there's just this like locked off shot of 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 Jake just like incredibly excitedly telling this. This joke about like yeah, so this China man he goes out and he wants to have, he doesn't want to fuck his wife anymore and and so he he goes he goes and reads some Confucius and he fucks his wife a bit and then he goes to read some more Confucius and he fucks his wife a bit more. It's about edging. And, and, and then <laughs> I mean Faye Donald is just standing in the background just like just being the, the single least impressed person for women in the history of the it world. Is, it, 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 this joke is definitely more racist than Big Trouble in Little China, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, I think that's I where we can the set joke. the bar. I, I, I was didn't... the joke it, that his wife was I, having I, sex with yeah. Chinese people? No, like, I don't know what the joke was. And I think, I think that's part of the point, is, like, I don't think this joke is supposed to make sense. I do get the joke, but I won't explain okay, it. Okay, great. So, yeah, Jake has seen this guy with a young woman yep. and took photos. They're on the front of the newspaper. That's why Faye Dunaway is here. She's shocked. You couldn't really tell that because her eyebrows are gone with these two penciled lines like a she's Betty Boop. Yeah, like like she like she, she like she's inventing Amanda Palmer. <laughs> she, yeah. I mean yeah. Amanda Palmer is what happens when you rub the moonstone on Faye Dunaway <laughs> in Chinatown. That's what she evolves <laughs> into. Yeah. Um I was just going to say, why don't we have more New Zealand national pride about the fact that Mr. Mime in uh, Detective Pikachu, the film, is played by a New Zealander. It's played I, by Trick V. Wakenshaw, one of the world's best mimes, is, is, is Mr. Mime. Oh, that's, uh, uh, I believe that's, that's Ben McGugan's least favorite Pokemon is Mr. Mime. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah, it is the least Pokemon of the Pokemon because hey, it's the most. Well, or, or, also because he thinks Mr. Mime's a pervert. <laughs> I mean. He did put Jinx one level above, and Jinx, yeah. we have to remember, has had to be censored multiple times for being blackface, and like the oh, inspiration yeah. being blackface. Anyway, yeah. so Faye Dunaway's oh, past. The thing is, Shigeru Miyamoto is just a big fan of Bamboozled, his favorite, <laughs> favorite Spike Lee movie. I mean, which I was 
I was looking all day yesterday, and they do not have a Region B Criterion Blu-ray bamboozled. It's only the Region A Blu-ray. I do, but also, why would you buy bamboozled? Stephen, I was trying to buy the Criterion Blu-ray of Spike Lee's bamboozled yesterday, and, and they don't have it in the right region honestly, format. Honestly, Finn, the year 2012 is very grateful, and they would love for you to buy as many Blu-rays <laughs> as you can. The Criterion of bamboozled did not exist in 2012. It came out last year, I think. Look, Stephen, can you explain to Thin that buying bamboozled on Blu-ray is pointless because it was oh, shot yeah, on was mini, v- yeah, yeah. mini DV. So, you, but, but there's also like any, but, but, but they, they went through like a big thing to like restore it and like it was a whole thing. But you can't restore from nothing. It's just pixels. I think they're gonna like they, Thin. It'll be thin interesting. You can't thing. restore. There's, there's, from there's, nothing. A, there's a bunch of documentaries on it about like how they like upscaled it. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, what? I buy my Blu-rays for upscaling. Yeah. I mean, that's why I have those four collections of uh, classic series Doctor Who that are all upscaled. Um, oh my god, I've just looked around and realized there's a lot of Blu-rays in this house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm outnumbered so by people Blu-rays. who are interested in archaic technology. <laughs> like, well, one of the things you said when you entered this house was there are a lot of books here. <laughs> I mean, books are books are fine. I understand books. I, 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 if, if, lasers, if, if laser discs still, ex- still existed, I'd be buying those. Like, really? Yeah. Gotta have something to do with cocaine off. <laughs> okay. That is, I mean, you would need a lot of cocaine to justify a <laughs> <Yeah>. laser disc. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, why else do you think, like, that's why the laser disc is the only correct response to the 80s. It was like, they were doing so much cocaine. Bigger! <laughs> they were like, these CDs, they're too small. In the, like, 80s, after people got, like, tapes and CDs. That's all the, like, records we, we use for. It's like, you just, like, you put some coco- cocaine on, you put it on a turntable, and you spin it around, and you try and do the cocaine in a spiral i mean that sounds that sounds intense (laughs) it's a legit a mark against the wolf of wall street that that's not a scene in it (laughs) right it's one of it's one of a couple of parties it's one of many marks against the wolf of wall street i mean the fact that he's not a wolf my 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 least favorite scorsese movie apart from kundun which i didn't finish i mean i would recommend that everyone watch the real wolf of wall street which is the movie wolf starring jack nicholson (laughs) Nicholson. as a werewolf oh shit spoilers (laughs) i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i didn't want to give away isn't it terrible when titles spoil films i was really ruined through the first 20 minutes of we bought a zoo when they were looking at a bunch of different Mm. houses yeah i know i know i know how this is gonna fucking end up i hated that i was watching a movie and there's like it's this cool like down and out like irish guy and he's like trying to find a way to make it and then he's like he's gambling to try and get there and the guy's like well i've got two tickets i got a ticket i got a ticket uh to get on the titanic and yeah. i was like oh fucking ruined no ruined jack you take the ticket yeah hop on the titanic what could go wrong so you did skip the opening 20 minutes with bill paxton being like the titanic sank oh i came in late oh yeah yeah that I'm so does sorry. Make sense. it was like how i came in late to gemini man because no, no one else was in the theater so they didn't play any ads <laughs> beforehand i had so i missed the first five minutes of gemini man oh no you missed Oh, the sniper attack on the train. That's a good bet. Well, so I, 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 I got there like right as he shot the guy. Uh, yeah. But I, I missed all the setup for that. I mean, 
It loses a lot when it's not in high frame rate. I went to see the labyrinth on the big screen when I lived in Chicago, and there was. Did you go in your in your famous? No, I didn't didn't own it at that time. Yeah, okay. Uh, No one needed to see Stephen as David Bowie at the labyrinth. If you ever get a chance to see Stephen Lyons performing as David Bowie, I I recommend taking it. It's it's a very wonderful experience for you to all come and enjoy. (laughs) Jermaine Clement. (laughs) Yeah, they really ruined my day. David Bowie, because yeah. their David Bowie is fun. Yeah. Like, I used to do a good David Bowie, and then I was like, wouldn't I rather do a fun David Bowie? <laughs> yeah. Because they're Bowie's in space. I think we can all agree the Flight of the Concords have been nothing but a scourge on this country. <laughs> they were just... Yep. Ru- yeah. Ruined all of our careers. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, we get it, you're better than us. Look, yep. you're talented, and you work hard. So, Bastards. four of us go to see the movie, One, we're running a little bit late, one yep. person's like, I'll park the car, you all go with so we go in she arrives about like five ten minutes into the movie yeah uh, which is not a big deal it's labyrinth yeah until yeah. the movie finishes we walk outside and she goes oh i'd never seen the labyrinth before so it was a little confusing so she missed the whole normal world oh, segment uh she missed the uh, wishing my brother away <laughs> she's the only person who needed to be there everyone else yeah. knows the thing and she just walks in and it's like a hoggle being like ooh fairies so Faye Dunaway is mad yeah because the woman we saw before not this guy's husband Faye Dunaway is this guy's husband plot twist shit is fucked it seems like there is a mystery of Bruin and it looks like this Jake Giddies he's not just a private investigator he's a private investigate her because they'll be seeing a lot of each other oh i, I see what he did yeah, <laughs> for, I see what he did. for the next i'm gonna say 90 minutes of this two-hour film yeah he's he's a private investigator but a public dick <laughs> <laughs> i mean he is a lot of this film like all films in the past is your lead character just being an unrepentant asshole he does yeah. well i mean that's part of his job right like being a detective back then most of it was just being a bit of a jerk yeah it's like you know oh like he's like oh so and so in oh, i'll go and wait in his office yep i'm just gonna <laughs> uh, oh, oh i can't take these books out from the library can i borrow a ruler <laughs> ah fuck you <laughs> yeah. oh, was this important for public record <laughs> bye well especially for public record in a complex web of crimes that <laughs> other people will have to investigate yeah <laughs> like he's just done a great job of destroying evidence oh yeah like after this movie ends when there's like some remote police actual investigation they're yeah. like well we could have pinned it on him but this whole page is destroyed yeah it just, just ends with it just ends with jay being like locked up in a straight jacket and he's like i can prove it i can prove it i ripped the book <laughs> um uh, i ripped the book better title than chinatown I um the book like the, <laughs> the best is that then you know when it when it came out there'd be that one moment when he rips the book and someone leans over and goes that's it I think I think they should I think yeah. I think they should have called it Mystic River. <laughs> um, or Mystic River or I'm... Mystic Pizza. <laughs> so he go he's like, so this guy set me up, something's going on. Goes to talk to the guy, he's dead. Twist. Yeah, he he got he got 
he got drowned in an irrigation canal. Oh no, no, it's in like a like dam runoff yeah, thing. Full of fresh water, but there's salt water in his lungs. But that's just bum, a small bum, detail. Bum. That's not going to become a vital later on. Well, if I know one thing about film noir, it's not that there are small details that later speak to a wider conspiracy. It's just I not like possible. that about like film noir. I don't like it in movies when they don't do that. Like so many movies now, they just would cut almost all of this yeah yeah like the salt water in the lungs they'd be like eh, it's gonna be confusing like we'll we'll work it yeah. out well, well this... that, 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 that's the thing about, like it, that's the thing about seventies filmmaking is they had so much time to, just to do like stuff yeah there was a tweet yes they columbo from, right yeah 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 someone posted a clip from an episode of columbo and they just said like seventies television had all the time in the world and it's like a 30 second long shot of of, of Columbo walking into frame, walking down a hallway, just just all slowly, just all looking around. He walks up to a telephone, pulls a piece of paper out of his pocket, looks at the number, and then dials the number with the like, puts his finger in the thing, and like he di- he dials the entire phone number on a rotary. <laughs> yeah, on a rotary. <laughs> wait, wait, waits for waits for waits for the ring. No one picks up. He hangs up the phone and then walks away. <laughs> It's like 40 seconds long. It's incredible. Yes. And like Chinatown. Like, v- 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 like v- these days, that would be like. I think we need to bring that back. Oh, I like think absolutely. ASMR has primed us for it. All right. Because I don't know about you, but I was loving just him turning the thing and hearing the rotary. <laughs> yeah. oh. oh. And well, so, all, so much of his investigating is just him, is Jake walking into rooms and just like opening a drawer and being like, something in here? Nope. Check the drawer underneath it. Something in here? Nah. <laughs> no. Keep going. Oh, a book. And then turn some pages. And then there's a clue. It is great. It's just nice to see people just looking around a room. Yeah. It's, it's that good video game detectiving. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like I grew up in that point and click. Yes. Yeah. And and I forget, like, those are based on film noir. That's all it was. It's just you walk into a room like, huh, that looks like it's of interest. Oh. Hmm. I can't use that. Hmm. Uh, a matchbook. I can't use this that. might come in use later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a real use use matchbook on uh Well he goes Some... to investigate. What do you use something... what do you use a matchbook on? Well, that's the joy of those games yeah. was it was use matchbook on chair. Hmm. No. That'll make a mess. <laughs> use matchbook on kitchen. Hmm. That'll make a mess. Yeah. Use matchbook on wall. Ah, uh, now we're getting the party started. Then <laughs> <laughs> you burn past. You burn the, the house down. Well, and there is a point in this because he goes to investigate. The guy uh, finds out uh, 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 finds out that he was friends with Noah Cross, um, who is played by John Huston and is in a lot of photographs. And you're like, oh, that's John Huston. Wonder if he'll play a big role in this. And then you remember he's third build. Yeah. Uh, you're like, oh, that, that that's the guy from the other side of the wind oh yeah that's the guy from half of angelina and <laughs> angelica houston <laughs> and half of danny houston i mean i don't i mean they're both good but just mm. angelica but, is... but 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 only one of them was in john free uh john 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 wick chapter free parabellum it is uh oversight that danny houston has not been in a john wick film at oh, he'll, point, he'll right? be in four one time i lived in houston oh how was it i was a baby oh okay oh, so okay. You, you don't really remember it no much like <laughs> any of the people <laughs> names who you say yeah. well you know danny houston who's that guy where you sit he's one of those guys where you're like oh yeah him yeah 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 you know oh, if, yeah, if, if you've seen yeah. the if you've seen the, the nicholas cage film stolen he's the cop uh, in that yeah i saw the prequel to that liam neeson and taken oh yeah 
Sorry, Nicolas Cage in Stolen. Yeah, Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage in yeah. Stolen. Watch the trailer for Stolen, and uh, the narrator says words in a, a very amusing way. Well, just, just, just like we're, the, we're the, trying the, to find the next the, just, like, trailer just, guy. Just like the entire time he's talking normally, and then at the end he says, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> this summer, you're going to want to see Nicolas Cage <laughs> in <Yeah>. Stolen. <laughs> You could do a good run at trailer guy. Why well, you get your you've got a voice reel out this there. summer. But, but, Jack Nicholson no, is going to China town. But, but <laughs> like no, no one does trailer voiceover anymore. Like they've replaced like the like voiceover guy with just like the Transformers. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, it was uh, it's like Inception. Inception. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it became every movie. Oh. Thanks, Hans. Oh. Can't wait for June. Um, yeah, um, it's exciting. But when, but when he's investigating the guy's office, he meets the his support his his deputy his deputy and he does like a video game thing of like oh can i borrow your business card and it's very much like take business card and later uh he he's going to investigate one of the water places and it's very much like use business card on reservoir (laughs) yeah where he he would have tried to get in there like we can't let you in without knowing who you are and he's like here is this business card of the guy who was in charge here and we're like oh we're very Sorry, Mr. Guy, who was in charge here, please go right in. Yeah, and he goes and he sees that even though there's supposed to be a drought, they're venting water, and um, then uh, a bunch of guys come up and are like, Stop investigating, we'll cut your nose. Well, no, no, that's two two different things. Are any of them criminals? So the first time he goes to that that water plant yeah. is, it, is the time where, where 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 they find Hollis's body. That's right. That, yeah. that, 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 that's when he uses the business card, and then later on he goes back at night to try oh, and check yeah. something out, and then that that's when he gets shot at by another private investigator, and then Roman Polanski as a uh, as a little person uh, uh, comes up and uh, and cuts his nose open. But Finn, how can we know the other guy is a private investigator when he only has an ill fitting suit, <laughs> incredibly short tie, pork pie hat, and a stogie? Glue- to his lips. <laughs> oh, Definitely <laughs> at least one ex-wife. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> one ex-wife, one ex-wife. Yeah, just like Mike Myers in uh, So I Married an Ex Murderer. <laughs> or was that the person who's married to Mike Myers in that movie? I think he's the ex murderer. Yeah, in no, that. Like, it seems like he would be. I thought right? she was the ex murderer. But like Mike Myers is so kooky, right? And also he's playing into like his namesake Michael Myers, who murders people. No, he. I think he was the because he's a beat poet. In he's in that movie, chill. yeah, I've never seen uh, it. No, it, yeah, no, it is, it is, it is. Uh, he is the he. The title is from his perspective, right? Yeah, okay. Um, it is Nancy Travis's Harriet Michaels. Who um, may or may not be an ex murderer? Okay, I, I think I think she, it turns out that she's not. But no, let's check out Mental Floss's ten killer facts about So I Married an Ex Murderer, <laughs> uh, directed by Thomas Schlamm, who of course would Is go. Is this on why these episodes take so long? To... Uh, yeah, yeah, like sometimes. <laughs> so it's uh, in, on July thirtieth, nineteen ninety Chinatown. TriStar released Mike Myers' second film. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, it's directed by the guy who went on to define the look of the West Wing, and uh, oh. lest, lest we forget, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. What about the newsroom? <laughs> Boo! You've you got to give us news heads our facts that we like. That's right. I keep forgetting. Okay, anyway. But, so Roman <laughs> Polanyi... You have accused forgetting that I'm a real news head. I know, but I don't forget. I force it out of <laughs> my mind. I lie in bed at night, and if I remember, I think like anti-thoughts <laughs> i think like finn doesn't like the newsroom and i think enough until it becomes true like a beholder reproducing yes um i dream it uh, yeah but roman polanski is like hi it's me the director of the film roman polanski i've got a knife here i'm gonna cut your nose if you don't keep looking around uh and he cuts his nose anyway and so he then spends... didn't really give him a chance no no like this is this is the kind of goonery that i disagree with because <laughs> you can't make a threat then do the consequence of the threat and then expect them to not follow through yeah, yeah. Uh, like if if anything that's just going to inspire the person to have like some sort of personal vendetta against you and like and and be even more invested in trying to uh and trying to uncover the conspiracy i mean not me i'm not a protagonist I'd no no like, if, oh if, my so god if, my nose yeah and if, then if, I'd, if, if roman Polanski cut your nose open Oh, yeah, I'd just be excited to tell the police that he was out of France. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my like, God, my nose. I better call the police because you need to go to jail. I've got good news and bad news. First is I can no longer be your official smell investigator. <laughs> uh, so she calls him and has one of the best lines in the movie, which is uh, he has some great quips in this, by oh, the way. like his... Quip central. Yeah. yeah. And it was, are you alone? Aren't we all? <laughs> yes. I agree. And the best is he's not, like, not even no. in the room. <laughs> well, no, and he's barely listening. And then she's like, we've met. And he's like, I don't know. Then he goes like, I was pretending. Uh, and he's not really paying attention. She's talking. And then. Like, I, I, I was the one who, who pretended to be Evelyn Mulray. And he's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Everyone, shut the fuck up. <laughs> anyway, um, it's great. Um, uh, but at this point, she's. She, the job the real wife gives him is to find the mistress yes. he saw her now dead husband with. Yeah. And as and as he investigates that, um, Noah Cross, the guy from the pictures, is like so many pictures. Yeah. He's in all of the pictures. Yeah. So so yeah. So, <laughs> so much for the criminal conspiracy, there's so much evidence. We find out that Noah Cross isn't just some like big rich dude. He was also a business partner of of, of uh, business partner of Mulrays, and they built like the the entire like water infrastructure of Los Angeles together like thirty years ago. Yeah. And we also find out that that, that Noah Cross is the father of Faye Dunaway, Evelyn Mulray. Yeah, um, and, and also she had, uh, and they meet up, Jake and um, John Houston, who Noah Cross, uh, and, and most of the scene is them explaining bits of plot, is saying that um, the person, the mistress, is Faye Dunaway's sister, um, and he should he should go find her. And he's like, yeah, I'm looking for her, but you don't really pay attention to this. What you're paying attention to is this one sweet as extra dressed, all in beautiful white mm. linen, 
dead center of frame (laughs) unironed linen never quite sure where to look the frame is a perfect triangular rule of thirds framing between jack nicholson star of the screen john houston one of of the legends of cinema yeah this this extra is the reason i'm biggest mouth in film john houston (laughs) yeah the this extra is the reason i'm not allowed in movies because (laughs) i would be him yeah. He's having the best time <laughs> yeah. being there. He's just yeah. like, he's just like, can you believe I'm in this? Like, and they let me stay in the scene. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, you should walk out of frame. And he's like, am I out of frame? I'm not. He's I'm got, and he's got a perfect little reaction on his face to everything they say. It's yeah. like, oh, and the person he was having an affair with was her sister. And he's, <gasps> and it's I think like, that's oh, why he's there, right? Is yeah. to be, is that idea that like, there's so much secrecy, but like also all of the help are just around. Yeah. Anyway, because they're they're not people, Stephen. They're poor. Part of what they're talking about, yeah. right? Is that so? He's now investigating the water thing as well, and a series of connections leads to where else would you go but an old folks' home? Well, no, first of all, he go to an orange grove. Oh, that's... And before that, he went to the library. <laughs> library, <laughs> yeah. orange grove, old folks' home. Right, yes. It's the normal process. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so he, 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 goes for, he goes to the like, public records like library where he steals a bit of paper that tells him about some like irrigation thing, yeah. and he goes, to an or- he goes to an orange grove where he gets shot at by angry orange orange farmers yeah who are collectively billed as the orange farmers yeah and then um, they, they beat the shit out of him he, he gets some pretty good licks in he, he kicks one of them in the dick all this of is, it seems unnecessary yeah, though this is one of several fights in the film which is like 10 year olds brawling and that it's more about people moving a lot near each other <laughs> than it is any kind of contact being made i mean this is a movie where a character gets beaten up <laughs> then his uh jacket pulled over his head <laughs> yeah. and pushed to the ground and so he's like i'll just stay here <laughs> yeah I'm... i don't want to work out how i get out of this and well like pulling people's jackets over their heads is the vulcan neck pinch of film noir like that's how you know well, yeah, someone's the, taken them out yeah. the thing is is like it's not something that we think about a lot today but like all, all private detectives in the 30s were like pheasants were like if you put a coat over their head <laughs> they will go to sleep because they yeah. think it's nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I mean that's film noir rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah, you know, yeah. You put the sheet over them, they just go to sleep. Yeah, that's why they always put like a sheet over a dead person, just like make sure they don't wake up again. Um, uh, so they go to the old folks' house. Uh, they quickly yeah. check the old folks. Uh, uh, quickly check in that it's anti-Semitic, and it is. And they're like, "Good." Uh, now, can we just have a look? And luckily, the old folks are working on a flag. No, the... I, I think the flag was donated by the... But there's the, 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 the... on it. Yeah. Also, yeah, let me clarify okay, good. as someone who knows. Yeah. They were given the flag. Yes. Yeah. And to say thank you for all of the help that the uh, Amacrombie and Fr- Finch uh, <laughs> club has done, yeah. the, she was sewing it into a quilt. Oh, so she was working on a quilt, right, but it had yeah. the flag in it. Right, okay. Yeah, so there's, Which... so there's some like secretive club that's owned by Noah Cross, and you see the like flag of that club kind of like all around the movie. Yeah. 
And then, yeah, so in, in the scene of the old folks' home, which they're going to for some reason, because there's a bunch of, like, prime farmland, which is shitty at the moment because there's no irrigation, but when uh, when this, like, particular dam is built that uh, the, the, the cross is funding, it's going to be well irrigated, and it's going to be, like, worth, like, tens of millions of dollars. Uh, th- that land is owned by some old people who don't realize the value of the land they're sitting on as being, like, bought off of them at, like, a, at, like well, bargain basement prices. they didn't even prices. know that they owned it. Right, okay. So this I movie's think it confusing. was being bought in their name right. to oh, keep yes, it yes, out yes. of Cross's name. Yeah, and what and what right. got them there was that someone who had died had bought land there afterwards. Oh, okay. uh, to be they clear died. that it was being done all in their name. Which at that time was rare, but I feel like now we wouldn't think twice. If someone was in the middle of negotiating and had signed, yeah. then well, you'd as be long like, as yeah. they're not voting. <laughs> A lot of dead people voting. It's so I'm, true. I'm sick of the Resident Evil vote. <laughs> <laughs> So they got this. This I don't know. This this just led to them making out. Yeah. No. Then. Yeah. Right, well. Is... Then the the stogie guy turns up with some ruffians. There's a bit of a fight, and they're like, "Ah, oh, we've been in a fight. You know what we should do? Sleep together." And and they do. Yeah. Well, for, 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 like for, first of all, he's like, "Hey, can you put some peroxide on my nose?" And she's like, "Yes." But here's the thing. I find it unbelievably erotic to do to people. And he's like, it sure smell. suits me. Smell is yeah. very entrancing. Yeah, and then they, then they fuck while his face is covered in peroxide. And it, stitches and blood. And stitches and blood. And it, we, di- we did make And like, she, she's been pretty rough with his nose at certain points, which like, you just... That's you what he's into. Well, yeah. and he has been sensitive throughout in regards yeah. to the pain of his nose, how it hurts even to breathe through it. And when you're kissing, you're, you're exclusively breathing through your nose, unless you're doing like... Unless you're, unless you're stealing their breath. <laughs> no way. I do that like two inches away and just the tongues tickle each other. So, uh, right? No face. <laughs> touching at all so it is like two people licking an invisible lollipop <laughs> yes thank you yeah. sometimes we throw an actual lollipop in just for the jig- giggles and then it- <laughs> so just for you, the jiggles you, 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 <laughs> okay so what, what sort of lollipop you do like a, you do like a chopper chop like a starburst or like one of those like big ones for like a no it has to be a chopper chop otherwise yeah. like if it's a big one then you're just licking two sides of a wall yeah <laughs> I mean, just some people are into that though I mean because it's, it's like an absence makes the heart grow fonder oh, thing so know? true but by the time you I'd be uh, worried uh, my nose would hit it though yeah uh, after, wow. after, yeah, after after two days of just like constant licking when you finally made it through the made it through that giant lollipop you finally get to each other's mouths you're like I've been, wa- I've been waiting so long for this yeah. <laughs> this is like interstellar when they go down onto that planet and then come back and the guy's aged 40 years and he's like where were you <laughs> the thing people always forget about that scene is he's holding half of a giant lollipop um it's called the candy sutra anyway <laughs> they go to ida sessions apartment he gets an anonymous call being like check out ida sessions ida sessions is the woman who was pretending to yeah, be faye dunaway who's played by diane Ladd. yeah um uh, and she's been fun faye dunaway with which is to say murdered <laughs> It's a this is a good joke. Why did I pause for laughter? That yeah, Faye Dunaway. Faye Faye Dunaway. Is Faye Dunaway a complete sentence? Nah. Depends on when she comes back. True. Where are you, Faye? Is Faye Dunaway? I'm pretty sure the last thing she was in was the Bye Bye Man. Oh no. Yeah. Oh mate. Oh, I'm gonna make sure we don't have time to look it up. No, no. I'm gonna make sure it's her because I don't. I, 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 I wouldn't want to slander her. 
anyway, coming, we, 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 we'll update on that when we have it. Uh, we, uh, uh, yes. Fade Away was in the Bye Bye Man as the Widow Redmond. And nothing since then. Uh, she's probably like Black Widow's mum, right? Like that. Like she, she'll be. In oh, one of them. okay. So, um, okay. So she was, she was in the Bye Bye Man in 2017. Then in also in 2017, she was in The Case for Christ, which is a movie based on the book The Case for Christ, mm-hmm. which is a uh, not as a book that doesn't make a very convincing case for Christ. <laughs> uh, I mean, all oh, she had, she had a hell. It really of a, should have been called a case. For she, Christ, she she like had there. a hell of a 2017. Because she was also in Inconceivable, starring Nicolas Cage and Gina Gershon. Oh the, wow! The prequel to uh, A Princess Bride. <laughs> um, well, I, I believe she played uh, good uh, film. Yeah, yeah. We, we, I, I, she, she she played uh, Gina Gershon's mum, I think. In, in that, that's a fair comparison. Yeah, I, I would like this to be stated for the record. Like ninety five percent of the ridiculous amount of information that you two have <laughs> does not involve the internet. No. This is like the first time that Finn's like actively been interneting yeah. for his insane amount of information. Yeah, it, it, it's a real trouble. Yeah, no, I've not yet completed my goal of memorizing not... IMDb. No, I've, well, oh, no, it's the worst. I've, they I've, keep updating it. I've, I've ju- ju- just Faye Dunaway's filmography specifically. <laughs> ah, I should have done my homework. Oh, I feel like one day that's going to come in real useful for me. So back at Evelyn's mansion, uh, Jake notices that uh, the fish pond, which we've seen several times, salt water, and it's got some glasses in it. Yeah, he, he, he in the like first time he was there, he, he he noticed the glasses, but this time he's like, now I should really notice those glasses. And he, yeah, I do not know why he didn't pick those up the first time or be like, because, hey, because the fuck he, is this? Because the movie uh, hadn't got to that point yet. Well, that's yeah. um, but they're bifocal glasses. And, mm. and so Jake is like, what's going on with this? This whole thing seems like a mystery. What aren't you telling me? What is this about Catherine, who's the sister? And she goes like, oh, she's my sister. And he slaps her. And he, and he slaps her and says, great, that's all the information I currently need at this point. I don't need any clarification. And unbidden, <laughs> she says... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so like, he, he's like, "What's what's going on? What, what's what's all this? What's all this stuff?" And and she's like, "Catherine's my sister." And he slaps her, and she's like, she, "She's my daughter." And he slaps her again, and and she's like, "She's my sister." And he slaps her twice. And he's like, yeah. "I mean, she." And then Bill Hicks steps out of nowhere, and he's like, "And he said, I want you, to, I want you to meet my my uh, my sister, my my my, my my daughter, and my wife." And there was one woman standing there. <laughs> Is that his bit? I, I don't know. I, I, was, I just remember back into the left. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, this is how incest is introduced into the already tangled yeah, plot. Because Faye Dunaway tells us that, that Catherine is both her sister and her daughter. Yeah. Because her father, John Houston, uh, raped her. Yep. Which we the, the would put that in a movie. Up and, until now, it was like a pretty like film noiry film noir, and yeah. then that happens, and you're like, oh, well, like oh, this is a seventies film noir. Jesus. The thing that always shocks me is him slapping her because he slaps her throughout it, and the slaps really aren't built to and seem no. kind of designed around the principle of oh we know this is going to be an iconic film scene yeah like, it, it, but also like we need her to start crying so that she can talk about the incestuous rape it felt yeah. like if they had the it's not your fault scene from goodwill hunting but they were oh, like look yeah. we've only got five seconds to establish this <laughs> so just two it's not your faults and and then break down yeah um and, and so anyway they uh he's like uh, uh he reveals that we just 
also say that James Hong is in this scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, we should just mention important. James Hong is in this scene. Yeah. We can discuss James Hong more yes. uh, soon. But it is important to point out that James Hong is in both movies we're going to be talking about today. And Wayne's World 2. I'll never... <laughs> no. And Tango and Cash. No, Wayne's Probably World... also about 80 to 90 other movies. Oh, he's... No, he, he's... So on, on IMDb, he has like 200 credits. Yeah. Which which is like... That, that includes like television stuff. On, on Letterboxd, which is just movies, he's got 167 credits. I know. He, he, he is like the most credited actor of all time, I believe. Dude fucking works real hard and he's been doing it for like yeah, 70 man. years. Credit yeah. where credit due. Yeah. yeah. I'm this tra- is basically the end of the movie though, right? Like, yeah. They, because the cops, he tells them to get out of there. The cops turn up because he told them to come because he thought the glasses was going to be the big moment when yeah. she admitted to murdering her husband. Yeah, um, but the glasses uh, were only put there to set her up to seem like she did the murder. Right. Um, uh, because he doesn't wear bifocals and James Hong is hiding the sister daughter in Chinatown Chi 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 Ka 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 title of the film uh, and they go there yeah. but- and, and we, 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 we of course also learn that Jake has a history of Chinatown yeah where he, he used to be a policeman in Chinatown. He was yeah. a big cop. Yeah. And there, there, there was some sort of, like, unspecified bad thing that happened in Chinatown. And yeah. so he's kind of, he's sort of wary of going to Chinatown. Well, and uh, in all the, like, supplementary material, they're like, oh, the whole, uh, forget it, it's Chinatown stuff, uh, is in reference to, like, in Chinatown, all the connections of, like, who was battling who were so uh, uh, labyrinthine and, 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 and um, that you could never really work out if you were helping or hurting someone by mm. reporting or acting on a crime. And I always remember that and be like, oh, yeah, they must explain that in the film Chinatown. No, they do no, not. No. Um, but so, yeah, then they show up. Uh, James Hong is helping getting the sister daughter into the car. Faye Dunaway gets into the car. Um, I needed to go to the bathroom at this point. But uh, happy ending. They get away. Uh, Winter had a happy pee. And when I came back, you were, bo- you were, you were both crying, I presume, from laughter as they rode into the sunset. Yeah, no, no. It, it was, it, it was, it was, yeah. So, I yeah, mean, we, I do take issue with when people like if you if someone's firing at you it's kind of you gotta just respect that bullets might hit you that's just science you can't be like oh i'm a peel away in my car and everything will be fine also don't buy a convertible all right but But, but, but like i think she was talking if she if she drove fast enough she'd be faster than the bullets but they're like they fire like four shots at a car in the distance three miss entirely and one goes through the out her eye and it's like that is a lucky shot yeah well they didn't want to hit her anyway they just wanted to hit like the time they just wanted her to stop yeah that was uh and i'm sure this has changed but at the time that was just american police's like knee-jerk reaction is if you want someone to stop doing something you fire at them and you you, this is like usually usually you, you you hit them in the back while they're trying to escape from you and pose no threat yeah, well, that's the exa- well, and that's what she was right. That's the argument is she had was there was no threat. She she was taking no. She, I mean, she did have a gun and she fired it at John. Oh yeah, she, she, yes, she 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 had just shot her father. But she had clearly <laughs> shown that there was no threat to anyone around yeah. her at that. She's like, I want to leave, and then that guy was like, I'm not going to let you leave, and she went, well, bang bang, and then the police went, oh, oh we should probably get involved in this. Mm-hmm. 
We should probably execute this woman now. Uh, and then... I mean, any number of them could have just like slapped the keys out of her hand, and the whole movie would have had a different ending. Like, all you have to do is be like, slap the keys out. I mean, friggin' oh, oh, gets spent ten minutes slapping her to yeah. get the truth, and then she's like, I'm gonna risk my life, and he went, all right, have at it. There was literally a scene where she gets into her car, and he's waiting in her car for her, and then he says, give me your keys, and then she just gives him the keys. <laughs> She, she, she'll do it if you ask nice yeah come on team but uh, instead we get this otherwise sunny film ending with the image of uh, uh the 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 of. child of incest going back to her rapist father uh, uh, grandfather yeah. and, and faye, faye dunaway's lifeless body hanging out the side of a car no they tip it back in oh do they well that's and, polite and then one of jake's friends is like oh jake calm down it's just Koreatown, or words to that effect. I can't, I can't remember precisely. <laughs> no, it it's, was, it's like, they told him to go like, home. Hey, come on, Jake, it's Little Italy. <laughs> Imagine if Little Italy was a shot-for-shot remake of Chinatown, but with Hayden Christensen. Are you familiar with Little Italy? The location. Uh, the, the Hayden Christensen and Emma Roberts romantic comedy set in the Little Italy of Toronto. Cause ab- 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 about, about warring Italian families making pizza. And can he teleport? <laughs> no, uh, no. no that, 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 that's that's Justin Jumper. But okay. if there's one thing I've learned from the Star Wars prequels, it is that Hayden Christensen is ready and raring for romantic content. Mm, I hate the sand. It's so dry and coarse. It gets, it gets, it gets everywhere. Yeah, um, it's not like here. Here you can ride on weird animals and then roll they're around. Called, they're the... called dubaks. <laughs> no, the I... dubaks are on Tatooine. No, they're no. on Naboo, okay. the other sand planet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what, 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 what are the what are the things? That, are they Rontos that they ride there? No, no. it does not matter. No. <laughs> um, okay, you can look it up. While uh, 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 no, no, I'm going to do this from memory. Okay. <laughs> While you're doing it from memory, Stephen, uh, we have a little game every week. We like to improvise a rating system <laughs> uh, uh, to determine whether the films are uh, good or bad. And for this, oh, we've never done this before. Um, but because the podcast, the new podcast which we have to remember we yes. started this week mm-hmm. um, is called Shite and Sound mm-hmm. um, which, which is was named after you for Shite <laughs> and Finn Sound Nicholas uh, and yeah. any small clips of it are called Sound Shites <laughs> yeah oh, we'll, we'll start doing that um, <laughs> it's just to make cl- clips of a show as unappealing as possible <laughs> yeah, we're having a hard enough time promoting on Facebook so yeah. Sound Shites <laughs> I just don't think there are many people on Facebook that would respond well to this content no I mean, you just all you need is that 45 seconds that tricks them into giving you an hour oh that's true so, i mean not me i can't consume long form content but i'm i love everyone out there yeah. thank you for listening to this uh, so stephen yeah. lyons chinatown do you think it was, was it shite or sound i mean it's it's a sound movie i mean absolutely you need, right you need to take like any problematic material yeah. You need to, you know, delete the scene with Polanski and never watch this movie because he should be in jail. Yeah. And I'm like, here, here's the thing is just go to jail, bro. Like, just <laughs> yeah. go to jail. You'd probably be almost out by You Pe- probably would be out by now. People uh. will like you more in the future if you go to jail. <laughs> and 
Yeah, man, he sucks, but he made it a this sound is, this, film. This, this, this is my message to Roman Polanski. Uh, I'm sending Dog the Bounty Hunter after you. <laughs> and he is it's... tired. All right, his prime was easily 25 years yeah. ago. So the two of you are probably but got that in common. You better be careful, because he is going to mullet you to death. <laughs> but Finn, shut your sound. It, it's, it's, uh, as much as it pays me to say it, it's sound. Yeah, like, Finn. Like, uh, when, 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 when I was like six, I, I promised myself I'd never watch a Roman Polanski movie. Yeah, and uh, you felt a real repulsion towards uh, them. And I, I've now had to break that promise twice. Yeah. I, I had to watch Rosemary's Baby for a film class, and I had to watch this for the for, for, for this podcast. And like, he's a fucking really good filmmaker, and uh, it uh, and it, uh, it's, it it fucking fucking sucks that he's good at this. But yeah. but I'm I'm I'm. Uh, I'm hopefully never going to see another one of his movies. But do you know who is better than Roman Polanski? John Carpenter. Actually, a lot of people. Yeah, man, John Carpenter. There's a huge amount of people who are better than Roman Polanski. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Oh, but you meant as directors. Oh, yeah, yeah. Still a huge amount of people. But but also, as a person and as a director, Johnny Carps, Mm -hmm. Ghosts of Mars himself... Yep, they live the pro thing. life. <laughs> pro life. As a second to last movie. Oh, God, um, uh, the man who looked at Kurt Russell and thought, "Let's start with you as Elvis, and then get crazier from yeah. there." <laughs> he he looked at Little China, which is uh, uh, in San Francisco, and said, "This place is little, but what if it contained some big trouble?" <laughs> And boy, does it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know something I had already forgotten about this film? It starts with a flash forward. There is... Oh, right, Egg yes, is describing the plot of the film to police. That was needed. No, uh, it is, uh, and I'm reading this off Wikipedia, that was from 21st Century Fox, because they needed something to underline the fact that Jack, which is Kurt Russell's character, was heroic. And so that's why they've got Egg at the beginning like, yeah, he was a great hero. He helped us out because based on the film alone he's just a guy who wants his truck back and often forgets how to fire a gun yeah. knocks and, himself and, out yeah, during fights uh, which is the point right oh yeah yeah, yeah. like he's a hero in the movie but he's the, but he is not heroic um, this is a, or is he heroic but he's not a hero but he's the sidekick like the 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 whole pitch of this film and the reason it's even faintly discussable is that it is like let's take the the dynamic of almost every other film like this like for instance indiana jones and instead of the asian sidekick being the dumb bumbling one we make them the white man and like they're still the protagonist because it's still 1986 and we're still going to make a film because wang uh like owns this movie oh yeah man. like he starts out like he does just so many flips and gambling and he's like i don't know you're an old friend all right i'll give you money i've got a restaurant and you're like yeah. oh, i was an average average dude yeah that... and then all of a sudden yeah he's having like sword fights in the air <laughs> yeah and yeah at least a thousand flips yeah I mean, yeah like yeah he starts off as like oh he's just like a regular business owner and then you find oh no he's actually a crouching tiger and dennis dunn who plays wang is great yeah and he's is... super fucking charismatic and it's <laughs> tragic he did not he, he he's done more stuff yeah but but, but but not like a lot more stuff yeah um uh, so this it's a it's a it's a simple story we we meet uh kurt russell it's a, it's a love a, story about a man in his truck yeah as i believe some people have said but I've, i can't remember who it was 
Uh, he's in his truck. He's meeting up with his friend Wang. Uh, they're betting. Well, uh, f- first of all, he's, he's driving along in his truck and he's just like talking into his radio and just like doing some like, hey, I'm Jack Burton and I'm talking to all the CB radio people out there and oh, I'm yeah. saying some Jack Burton things. And you better believe, uh, what's my catchphrase? Uh, it's all my reflexes. Have I said that yet? Yeah. Uh, Jack Burton, signing off. Yeah, he's really overacting on that radio. Yeah. He's a real radio ham. Wait. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Ham radio. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, he do he was do it like this whole movie he does a really nice amount of john wayne yeah <laughs> like it's it's ju- it's like in there and it's not like that great but it's very joyous yeah i think the thing i love the most about kurt russell as a screen presence is that he is a hundred percent committed to the reality of what he's doing while still also clearly being like this is fucking ridiculous, yeah, right? Yeah. He knows exactly the right amount of fun to have with this, and like, especially in his in, in his movies with Carpenter. Yeah, like he's. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, they they have to go. That uh, they, they are caught. They have to go pick someone. No, they the, they see the fight first, right? No, no. Okay, so no, it's a kidnapping. Yeah, him and Wang are, are playing some like a street uh, like gambling game, and they seem to be doing that for a, a, about like eight or nine hours. Yeah, they do a lot of yelling through the night. Yeah, and. Uh, and then, but by, by, by the time uh, by, by the time it's morning, uh, uh, Wang has lost all of his money to Kurt Russell, and, and says, "We go double or nothing. If, if I can take this giant meat cleaver that I have and cut this beer bottle in half, then... he never ended up doing that in the movie, did he? No, because no, it was a setup. It, it, nice. it was a setup for for um, for Kurt Russell to say his catchphrase, which is like he he tries to chop the uh, beer bottle in half, and instead, like, it ricochets to the other end of the table, where Kurt Russell catches it, and says, it's all in the reflexes. But it would have been nice if, like, during one of the fight scenes towards the end, someone had thrown a bottle at him, and yeah. he cut it in half. Yeah. Like, I samurai mean, style, and it had gone either side of him. Yeah. And, and this... then they could just share a look, and then maybe he could have said, it's, it's all, all in the reflexes. reflexes. <sighs> yeah, I mean, they were, good. they were saving that for the sequel, because the, 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 the yeah. only really bad but, thing about this film is that it is not like the problem with big trouble in little china is not is that there's not like it's not like oh yeah and next week we're going to watch big trouble in big china where uh they have to go to china and then of course there's like tokyo panic big trouble in, in i would have gone Tokyo. With little trouble in big china and oh, it's just yeah. like a real average like <laughs> yeah it's, like, it's wang meeting the parents but like oh well, no I, I, I think I, I, I've, I've seen someone do do do, do a joke before about like yeah I, I was trying to watch big trouble in little china but instead i i, I watched little trouble in big china where we just lost his passport for a day and then he found it <laughs> Um, but that there's not like ten sequels to this, five of which are straight to Blu-ray releases that contain none of the original cast, but they're all just full of sweet as fight scenes. Yeah, that's like one of the things about Carpenter is he never did sequels apart from apart from L.A., which is like everyone's least favorite Carpenter movie. And uh, until he gets like Ghosts yeah. of Mars and like all of that stuff. And didn't he make Halloween three? Is he Halloween no, three no. season of the witch? No, no. he directed Halloween one. He was a consultant on on Halloween two, and I think he still did the score for it. Might have done a score for three as well. I mean, wasn't involved until uh, until the David Gordon Green Halloween, where he yeah. was also a consultant on Van Dibber's score. Yeah. And I mean, most of that score is his old score. No, no, no. He he did like a whole new score. Oh no! Which it, it it sounds it sounds a lot like because because yeah. like John Carpenter isn't he's a great musician, but he's not like a particularly he doesn't have a wide yeah. range, but he's very good at what he does. 
Man, he's so good. But yeah, yeah they go to the airport to pick up uh, Wang's girlfriend. To, to pick up his fiancée. His, his no, yeah, I'm, I, I just don't believe in marriage. I, I don't think we should own people, so I'm going to... See, no, I... Wait, I, wait, wait. I, you I, get I, to own someone when you marry them? I mean, that's symbolically what so it is. So if someone married me, they could own me? <laughs> I mean... Because <laughs> I'm interested. <laughs> Look, I've been involved in a lot of conversations about comedy, and you're not in trouble for people not owning you. Oh, no, you're widely beloved. Um... <laughs> I'm all right with people being mean to me. <laughs> I'm not. It hurts my feelings. But but Dustin, you're you're the, you're great. Everyone, no, no one doesn't like Stephen Lyons. You're wonderful. Uh, I disagree. Put that out as a clip. I guarantee you, someone will laugh. Uh, okay. Ha ha! It's me. It's me. I didn't like Stephen at all. That's the the twist is I didn't like myself the whole time. <laughs> just feel very. What? Yep. Anyway, I just keep having the impulse to call you Steve, but that's because it's my dad's it's name, my which name. is just a very complex thing. I mean, if that's what you need, you can call me Daddy, and I'm okay with that. Uh, I mean, Father. <laughs> <laughs> You're the only person who can make Father creepier than Daddy. <laughs> because I mean, the only person. Who can make father creepier than daddy is is Anthony Hopkins in The Father <laughs> starring Olivia <laughs> Coleman. oh old Ollie Collie yeah a movie I haven't seen yet heard, heard, I feel it's pretty good yeah anyway <laughs> big trouble we got a big trouble little China we got 28 minutes yeah. left of Stephen Lyons oh let's talk about Anthony Hopkins <laughs> Tony Hopkins <laughs> what, what did you guys think of his 45 years of sobriety uh, Twitter message that he put out it was good yeah it was good yeah it's really- who Anthony Hopkins. You know, the second best Hannibal Lecter after Gaspard Ulia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I like him. I liked him in The West World. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he was like, hey, there's more going on and it's going to confuse your dad. And I was like, <laughs> sweet, then we'll have something to talk about. And he's like, but it might get too confusing and then he'll stop watching. And I was like, all right, he'll be back for season three and we can bond over that. And then no one came back for season three. Oh. Except for Jeffrey Wright. I'm, no, no, I mean, the, like, all of the cast who you'd expect to be back are back. And they've added in Jesse uh, Pinkman from the Needs for Speed film. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a good Wong. Yeah. Right? Because he's kind of the hero of season three of Westworld. He, but he's not the main character. He's just a guy who's like, oh, I'm part of this. Uh, big, because Dwayne The Rock Johnson, or uh, Rock The Dwayne Johnson, has uh, repeatedly licensed Big Trouble to do a remake or possibly kind of like reboot style distance sequel um and obviously he's a bad choice to play the lead yeah aaron paul as kurt russell in this film would be great yeah that could be fun um or i don't know uh daniel radcliffe's doing some weird shit now it's like, daniel radcliffe would do a pretty fun version <laughs> yeah <of it>. yeah <laughs> especially if it was a british version yeah like that'd be super like yeah, you know, done in London. This guy be a Oh yeah, he's a London, ca- right? and he's a cabbie, and it's about getting his black cab back. Oh my god, yeah. yes, because uh, he needs his cab yeah. back. And uh, the bad guy is Benedict Wong. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, call the BBC. <laughs> Hi, BBC. They're like, we'll put you through to BBC Four. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, BBC Four, the radio. I hope. <laughs> yeah. And we're calling into women's. Uh, hey, <laughs> um, please no, don't put us out. And we call up in the middle of the arches. They're like, oh, we're on a farm, <laughs> and we're like, big trouble. Well, <laughs> you know, pal and press, we're on the radio again. 
How's that joke? <laughs> Why did you not explain that to the microphone? Because it's going to get cut out. I think it's staying uh, in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely I mean, in I'm... now. We'll just pump that up and there'll be a bunch of noise around it. <laughs> this movie, I think, and this is a classic John Carpenter thing. Yeah. There's so much going on, but it's delivered so seamlessly. And with the characters acknowledging, we're like, because if you think of like, like Chinatown, they're like, yeah. huh. Lot going on. Yeah. Whereas Big Trouble in Little China, they're like, "There's so much going on, we can barely keep up with it." Come on. Well, well I, I think he he he's one of those guys who like either goes for total like minimalism or total like craziness, like some like, Halloween or the thing. Both weird movies in, in a sense, but like also just like so like self-contained. And there was like there was one plot, and all the people that do it are like kind of know what's happening. Or he has like like uh, he, he has like Escape from New York, or he has this. Everything is happening, and everyone has an agenda. Vi- there are like 17 different movies going on yeah because and- they really kind of uh, glaze over the sex trafficking in this <laughs> yep. movie yeah I mean that's good right well I think it's good that they they talk about it and they're like yeah. hey this is an issue but then they're also I think that he did put his hand up and go I am not equipped to critique uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah how and why this is happening within this country well and because that's all really there to get to the bit where like the truck is down an alley and then two groups of Chinese people face off and then it is essentially from like the 15 minute mark to the end like a perpetual fight scene with occasional pauses for breath and costume changes and (laughs) incredible costume changes James Wong and different horrific prostheses yeah he he has some of the grossest old age makeup I've ever seen and it's so so, good it's like you you believe that he's 2000 years old when you see him in that wheelchair yeah when you first see him you're like oh they did terrible and then when you see him light up from the inside you're like oh no yeah this is not a human that's old this is an <laughs> this, old this is a, being yeah this is an old demon yeah. but yeah they're uh, investigating this human trafficking which uh, oh yeah yeah so they go to the airport to meet Wayne's fiance while they're there Kurt Russell uh, starts uh, starts hanging on Kim Cattrall who's just like waiting at uh, who's yeah. just like waiting at arrivals yeah she's just waiting for her appearance in Star Trek 6 the undiscovered country is yep. uh, the evil Vulcan I believe yep so <laughs> while they're at the airport the woman that Kirstie Alley is waiting for at arrivals, uh, she gets kidnapped by... No, okay, she she's the one who's going to get kidnapped and they kidnapped Wang's yes. fiancé. Yeah. 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 I feel like we were halfway through this movie and then we jumped back to the opening scene. <laughs> okay. But, well, yeah, but so, anyway, there's human trafficking yeah, going there's, on. There's people who get kidnapped and they, they meet up with, with Kim Cattrall, who's like a lawyer or something and is working with people. In with ch- a journalist. It's about, yeah. they're investigating human trafficking. Because yeah. they were there to get the woman that Kim Cattrall was there to get. And then they couldn't get her. So they went yes. with the uh, green eyes. Yeah, because yeah. they saw she had green eyes. Yeah, they were like, oh, Papa gonna want that. Yeah. Yeah, he but, loves green eyes. Yeah, because it's a big part of the story. As we find out later in the movie, Lo Pan, played by James Hong, yeah, uh, who who who's a two thousand year old demon man stuck in uh, stuck in like an undying human form. Yeah, uh, he has to marry a woman with green eyes so that he can uh, become mortal again and uh, suck up her life force. Yeah, to, which, to, to which was quite something. an unattainable thing for most of his life in China. Yeah. But, like, it does feel like during this movie, he kind of realizes, like, oh, damn, 
what white people have green eyes like a bunch of this yeah no yeah. why is he in san francisco when he should just move to ireland and he will be quids fucking in on green eyes he's, yeah because it does it just seems like and it does seem like yeah. he's found people with and, green and, eyes and, before and it, it, yeah, it, it's, yeah. it's so much easier to get away with doing magic in ireland because everyone everyone's always like yeah sure whatever we, we yeah we, we, it we is, get it just we've all read skull dog replays and everyone's magic in ireland <laughs> everyone i mean a full stop everyone's magic in ireland yeah. um, um and then uh, it's like there are so many like you talk about this film being complex but that's because everyone has their own agenda and is uh, angry at different people for different reasons yeah there are so many characters and like none of them get explained really no you don't need to explain don't explain to me raiden guy all yeah. right <laughs> Well, no, which, which is something that I, 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 I love about this movie is, is how it's like, here's a guy yeah, who can like control lightning. Yeah. Here's a guy who can like inflate his body to become like giant size. Let's not even think about it, uh, Ig Shin, who's just like... Who's just like a regular magic dude. He's just an average guy who's like, oh yeah, I run a, I run a tourist a tour company. Oh, and also have this bag of magic shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than Lopan, none of the like magic shit gets, gets a backstory. And like, it, it's just this like, it's just this crazy world where yeah some people are just fucking real magic and they're, they're, they're in like centuries long magic battles with each other and uh well i guess that's just happening all the time and there's nothing but uh, us well, like mortals can do about it which they like, even uh the bad guy mentions that right at the end too because egg's like oh, i got all this cool shit and he's like oh peasant magic yeah you you're a shitty wizard like the rest of us are like oh magic and he's like oh not that great yeah when like, eh, 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 what do you eh, got? Like a crystal bazooka? Yeah. Yawn. Ju- ju- a couple of flashbangs. Yeah, just ju- ju- just like he like he's gonna kill a gorn. And you got like a he's got like a purple crystal that lets him play sky mortal combat. Oh yeah, okay. We'll we'll absolutely get to that part. But uh, yeah, so the 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 first like the first like major fight scene of the movie is uh, uh, uh is Wang and Kurt Russell are. Uh, his name is Jack Burton, right? I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Wang and Jack are, are are in Jack's truck, and they're trying to these human traffickers. They get stuck in an alley in Chinatown, and a bunch of monks walk around a corner. And Jack Burton's like, "Who are those?" And and Wang's like, "Those are the good monks. We're we're fine." And then Jack looks in the like rearview mirror, and he sees there are a bunch of like monks wearing like red bandanas coming up behind him, and he's like, "Hmm, do their do their enemies have wear red bandanas by any chance?" And Wang's like, "Yeah, they sure do." And then he yeah. looks in the mirror, and he sees and was like oh shit this is about to get nasty and then there's a standoff between these two groups of uh, like kung fu monks and uh and, and jack says what's of the monks they're just well, they're like first bunch of dudes in white carrying the coffin were monks and but uh, i thought that's because it, it was a funeral well i think also well, like, the, what, most what, of the people carrying uh, the coffin got shot real yeah. quick well yeah I, I, i'm pretty sure what like wang specifically says that they're monks because there's a standoff happening jack says what's happening and wang says it's a Chinese standoff. Yeah. Because they're having a standoff and they're Chinese. And this is a movie from the 80s. That's how well, a works. Mexican yeah. standoff is when there's three or more yeah. and you, like, it's whoever pulls the trigger first. Mm. A Chinese standoff, as was explained in what I imagine is culturally uh, appropriate, uh, Big Trouble in Little China, is the first person to make sound. Yeah. Oh, okay. Chinese standoff. They're facing down. There's one thing I expect. 
and that's everybody was kung fu fighting just like in lovers rock <laughs> uh, but no very quickly they reveal everyone just pulls out uh, uh, a <laughs> chain gun yeah everyone, yeah. Just, everyone just pulls out uzis and ak-47s and there was some tommy guns there's one guy with two like six shooters and like bandoliers full of bullets and they shoot each other for a bit i say a bit two to five minutes yeah um when that's done they all agree at the same moment to stop shooting and start fighting with yeah. up close close yeah. combat yeah. so they, they all pull out sticks and swords yeah and just run at each other and then there's just like a real cool like martial arts sticks and swords fight and this is pretty good but i i was sitting there wishing uh this is, this is a bit too grounded i hope that three men called the storms <laughs> one who can control electricity but very specifically it needs to be in the form of 80s style drawn frame by frame white lines blue glow lightning yeah the best sort of electricity to be able to control yeah the um, emperors does yeah yeah um uh, a guy it who looks can, cool as hell a guy who can inflate yeah and, his his name is thunder uh, and um a third guy who just can move real fast with swords right yeah, I, can't, I can't really remember what his thing is i think he's super fast is okay. supposed to be his thing is it like lightning thunder and wind yeah i believe right, so. oh yeah okay because that that's a sense. storm yeah, yeah. Or uh, Hail Berry. Hail 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 Berry. Yeah, yeah, that's how I say it. <laughs> but <laughs> if it's a storm, her name's Hail Berry. <laughs> right. I right, do not. I, oh, the hail. Yeah. yeah. Hail. All oh, right. right. Okay. I kind of went in between for the pun, yeah. but yeah. the name was a reference that was too far already. So to put a pun into the name, it was. If she's going to a costume party where people are dancing, it's called a monster's ball. <laughs> and, and if. Okay, there's just no way to get to the title Gothica. Um, <laughs> it's just not possible. <laughs> you just can't work your way there. It's it's impossible for the film. If she it's has a, a car that wears uh, black eyeliner, <laughs> that's a Gothic car. Oh, right. You, oh. Yeah, it's not. Don't do it. Because I, I needed yeah. to say an automobile, and then yeah. I needed like at least two descriptors. Right. Yeah. All right, let's just all reflect on the fact that I completely failed at uh, Halle Berry. There's one thing we know about you, it's that you fail with Halle Berry. Jinx yeah. from Die Another Day. Catwoman herself. It's well, true. Yeah. Yep. Gotta love any film directed by Petoff. Yeah, you gotta love any film with a scene where Halle Berry and... Well, was it Benjamin Benjamin what's his, Benjamin Bratt is his name I mean, with, sure. with a flirt by playing uh, the most crazily edited game of uh, two person pickup basketball of all time <laughs> do you want to see that basketball <laughs> yes, scene recently uh, with 10 minutes left of Stephen Lyons <laughs> let's talk about Halle Berry Catwoman <laughs> the year is 2004 Stephen <laughs> where are you um, it's one year before uh, Batman Begins oh, wow yeah. shit yeah. I know. It seems weird that they could make Catwoman yeah. so bad. And they were like, oh, we actually had all of the same technology. <laughs> yeah. And we could make Batman Begins. I guess all we needed was a director and a writer. And Liam Neeson. Yeah. And Liam Neeson's niece son. And Liam Neeson's niece That's a vine I'm quoting, I think. Okay. It doesn't matter. So I mean, like, I, think, I think most things you say are, are, are vines you're quoting. Hey. This guy's hurting my feelings in X Games mode. <laughs> uh, and they were roommates. <laughs> 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 
Um, but controlling these three storms, Vine. It's like TikTok, but if it was good. No. Uh, Whoa, that, no. That Vine a, was a lot better than TikTok. All right. Yeah, no, that's what I oh, said. Is that what you said? Yeah. Uh, okay. I was so worried that someone was going to defend TikTok. No. no, like, TikTok contains bad things. Vine gave us the Paul brothers. Like, it, it, it's hey, ha- they were already out there. It was just a matter of time. <laughs> I don't think it was. Like any disease, it's just all they needed was a host to popularize <laughs> oh, so them. Are you saying that they are like, in the, the, the Paul brothers are cultural entropy? There's nothing we can do. They yeah, no, just no, like, yes. Yeah. We, we were always going to get to a point where, where the film <laughs> Airplane Mode existed. <laughs> Also, I'm pretty sure one of the Paul brothers has like started to be like good now. Yeah, Logan. Lo- Logan, yeah. That, that's the one who desecrated a corpse. Yeah. As opposed and then, now, to... Now, now, yeah, but I'm sure he's good now. No, yeah, he's doing like a redemption arc. Yeah, whereas Jake Paul uh, used just the like cover of the worse. Black Lives Matter riots to break into shops and steal things for internet clout. Yeah. Uh, scum. <laughs> but as... Uh, shite. As, as, uh, I think he's shite. <laughs> as I was saying earlier, so much of... Uh, all uh, there's so many people there's so much mythos so much of this film feels like you're following a supporting character being introduced in a sequel um to this big long space rivalry that's going on in these clearly fictional uh and entirely unreal like chinese supernatural beings which (laughs) have no reflection on real culture but the like that's what's complicated because the plot is after that fight they go away and they're like oh well we gotta go back and fight them and then they go back and fight them yeah and then after that they go away yeah and then they're like oh god we've got to go back and fight them yeah Yeah. and they just do and the fights are like the thing that impressed me this time is that each of these fights feels tangibly different yeah like has different stakes looks different kurt russell manages to bumble in a totally different way each time (laughs) they did so well to justify his failure at every fight scene yeah you know from like him uh trying to pull his knife out too quick and throwing it over (laughs) To him firing in the ceiling and getting uh, rocks dropped on him. Um, to the... him just sitting in his car holding a knife looking scared <laughs> for seven minutes. Uh, then, of course, there's the, the scene where he runs into a room, tries to fire, but the safety is still on on his yeah. gun. And by the time it's off, uh, Wang has taken everyone else out in the room. Oh, it's, it's, it's such a good time. It's very good. This is my first time seeing Big Trouble. And, like, I... I, I like love John Carpenter and I've seen like m- most of his like good movies and uh, like I, I kind of wasn't expecting the like action stuff to be like as well done as it was because he, he's like really not that sort of director usually yeah. and, and like when I heard John Carpenter doing like his homage to Chinese and like Hong Kong like kung fu movies I was expecting it to be kind of like kind of like janky but no, I think he was smart enough to just bring in people who... oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah I think like he understands his limitations as a director really well and like made sure they were like actually really really like, like competent martial artists who were like starring in the movie and everyone was like choreographed well and it's not like shot or edited, like super flashy. He directs all the fights in a way that just serves the fights, which I think is really good. Yeah. It and- kind of felt like he had a couple of gags that he wanted to get into each fight. Yeah. yeah. And then he just went to a choreographer and went, okay, make it great. And I need these two shots. Yeah, I mean, like, this is also, like, by far the funniest Carpenter movie. Yeah, the, the, this This movie is so fucking funny. Funnier uh, than th- The Thing? 
Because did like, you see that crazy when it's coming out of his chest and it's like, and I'm like, oh, look at you. There's no funnier joke in cinema when when that guy's chest opens up and bites the dude's hands off. Right, and he's like, oh, just look at his chest, and he's like, um, and I'm like, no, that's what you get. God, what a good movie. But it's it's all of those things, but it's still a carpenter film. Like it's still like in the middle of a fight, someone holds up a gem and and magics through it, and, and essentially plays a distant like ethereal plane magic combat battle my, 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 yeah my mortal combat battle yeah like yeah in, in, in the final fight with, with in the fight between Lopan and Egg Shen there was a bit where they both shoot lasers out of their rings <laughs> to have like a Yu-Gi-Oh battle in the sky and it's it's so good it's, it's, it's the best thing yeah. there's also like you're like you get that Lopan is like eldritch and from the dawn yeah. of time but very quickly yeah he's just got the these eye demons floating around these beholders these parademons just wiggling around yeah. like tiny little floating and like, yeah and the, the 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 like beholder eye demons look like it looks so fucking good yeah it's it, like yeah it, it's just this like this cr- crazy crazy floating eye monster was like somehow they managed to make like look like it's actually floating and not look like garbage yeah and john carpenter does not like the special effects in this film he thinks they're hacky but they look they've aged exceptionally most yeah. of them have the yeah. the um slobber wookie not so much uh, yeah no, okay. clearly dude in mass yeah but but like that that's still like that, that, that that's still like such a fun like like monster it's suit it's a photo. fun monster but it just need like I, it, it was like, one it, of those it, ones that you couldn't hide very easily yeah no like yeah. It, 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 it's not on the same level as like as like some of the effects from from, from like the thing but but like for, for this type of movie I think that, that monster works like perfectly well and they liked it enough to make it the sequel hook because he's hiding in the truck. Yeah. Oh right, yes, oh. yes. Yeah. So we we would see more of him in in medium trouble in Which medium China. Was crazy. It was just in Taiwan, I, I guess. Well, it's just set on a farm where uh you know where Kurt Russell retires, and it's just him and the monster living out their days together. <laughs> the monster does watercolors while he wrangles the. It's very romantic. It's, isn't that kind of the plot of the last Rambo film? But <laughs> then like someone comes for the monster and. He has to. Well, yeah, return. no, that is the plot of the first ten minutes of of the, <laughs> of the last Rambo film. That's the only. And, and then the then the like young girl who Rambo's taking care of and who like, gives meaning to his life. She goes to Mexico to meet her her uh, uh, to meet her dad, and then she is uh, raped by a bunch of dudes. Oh, uh, dope! This yeah. isn't a Rambo film. Yeah, it's yeah. A Rambo Last Blood. Jesus, Rambo. Yeah, it gets, your stakes it, are not that high it, after it, Rambo Two. It, like, it, it, Rambo gets, one. it gets real dark. Huh. I just don't feel like Rambo can earn that. There's a bit where he's fighting like one of the last, uh, one of the last bad guys, and he reaches into he reaches into his skin, like pulls out, he like rips out his collarbone, and so... then he holds it up to his head, and he's like, "Hello, well, no, it, 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 it's, <laughs> it's your death." It, it's it's like in the Scott Atkins film Savage Dog, where at the end he's hunting down all the like the, 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 the like final like bad guys, and he gets the last one, and he like. He, he like knocks him to the ground. He pulls out a knife and he cuts over the guy's stomach. Reaches out, and reaches and pulls out the guy's kidney. I mean, he takes a bite out of a kidney. And that's like the final shot of a movie. <laughs> it's one of the best endings to a movie ever. So, big trouble in Little China. <laughs> Shite or sound? Obviously, sound. It's, like, it's so it's so, so sound. I mean, it's a sound movie. And it yeah. has like I feel like it's such a cartoon that the fact that it does not have 
much reverence for accurately reproducing uh, uh, China or, or the Chinese culture is more forgivable than hypothetically the director being a, a sex predator, you know? Yeah. Like, of these two problematic faves, this is the one that's more fave for me. Yes. No, this is the same, yeah. Oh, you're looking at me like I would at any point oh, no, put a Polanski movie above a John Carter. No, <laughs> yeah, no yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, no, I this mean... is... look, it's just it's just because of all that stuff you were saying before we started recording. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do not try and <laughs> weave me into that. Okay, right. here, here's the thing: Yufa does that Roman to all the time. Polanski. <laughs> I feel bad not doing it to you. <laughs> all I'm saying, Roman, oh. is go to jail. Yeah. Yep. No, I'm kidding. You could also just die. <laughs> no. Oh, is that harsh? That's no, absolutely... like die in jail. Um, uh, uh, but also, like the real problem there is uh, not that it is that. I mean, like, okay, like, not... obviously, like no one should be going to jail at all. <laughs> but if so, as long as jails still exist, <laughs> Rome Polanski should go there and die in one. <laughs> is that, I love that you're slowly zooming out from it, right? Where it's <laughs> yeah. like it's that concept of no one should go to hell. But yeah. I mean, no one should go to hell, as in don't do awful things. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what I'm. No one should go to jail because we should have support networks in place that keep everyone yeah, yeah. safe, mm-hmm. and no one should suffer. And all yeah. I'm saying is, utopia doesn't seem that hard. All right, well, like just everyone be I nice mean, to each other. There's enough money and food and space, and we just need to share it more. Have you heard of <laughs> communism? <laughs> I mean. Yeah. I mean, what could I go mean, wrong? I mean, oh, human greed? I agree. Uh, yeah. uh, but uh, the greedy people, we can put them in a space that's managed <laughs> and that they can stay in there for a certain amount of time, like, you know, and then we'll let them be. Oh, I just put jails into my comedy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, my utopia's over. I mean, utopias are easy unless you're Gillian Flynn. So we can be... Bazinga. There's <laughs> a TV show called Utopia that Yuva doesn't like. It was written by Gillian Flynn, who wrote Gone Girl. Yeah. It's just, uh, it, it doesn't matter. So where can people find you, Stephen? <laughs> uh, oh, we do it. We doing plugs. Yeah. yeah, we're doing plugs. Oh yeah, um, yeah. You can find me on Facebook, Stephen Lyons Comedy, Twitter um, at S T E L Y O N S. Those are the two main places. You, 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 you can listen to I'll Be Back catalog. I'll Be Back catalog is still available on uh, Spotify, iTunes. We are on hiatus at the moment because uh, Mike Kevin had a baby, uh, so we'll be finishing. Yeah up that season later this year now, which is I, I, I believe he had a baby whose middle name is Columbo uh, yeah, yeah his first good, name good, Frank good, named good, after good, the good Punisher job, second name Columbo <laughs> uh, named after the Punisher I'm amazed that his wife agreed to that I believe that was his wife's compromise for him being able to call the uh, uh, for him naming it after the Punisher because she loves Columbo okay that, that, that fucking rules Vin I love that great uh, so, yeah you uh, all of that stuff's available <laughs> online um, and yeah just track me down you can also find me on Twitch this is rabbit every yeah. i used to twitch um i used to stream me playing where in the world is carmen san diego the uh <laughs> 90s classic yeah. uh and yeah so i'm on there if you ever get a chance to engage with any Stephen Lyons content, I um, highly recommend it. Yeah. Not as much as I recommend specifically engaging with this piece of Stephen Lyons content. <laughs> but you probably already did that, unless <laughs> yeah. you're the one person who skips at the end just to hear the plug. Or well, someone who's <laughs> we've, we've, so we've, 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 got, we've got one fan who just loves the plugs. <laughs> just, I'm here for the plugs. Yeah. I skipped to the last three minutes. <laughs> just, every week, they, 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 they love to hear me panic every time Yufa says, Sofin, what's your Twitter handle? <laughs> you can find the podcast at Pod. 
Pod on Twitter. Shiteandsound.com is the website. Email us at shitesoundpod at gmail.com. They want to hear from you. Drop them an email. Yeah. Okay. What are you doing? Uh, let, let us know what you think. What What else do we say? I think. Can song. they find the list? Is like the list that the you're BFI going? List. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. so uh, so the list of good movies is is public. That's for, that's for BFI top uh, top one hundred. The the Shrek and Sound list does exist, but I've got it set to private on my letterbox. No, account. no, they don't have access to that. But yeah. if you're listening and you have like a suggestion, you should send oh, through yeah, what, yeah. That's what a great you recommend. Idea, yeah, like how next week we are watching Robert Altman's Nashville. Oh yeah, I am very excited. I've never seen an Altman film before, uh, and I'm I, I've heard. Nothing but amazing things about him as a filmmaker, and I am super excited uh, for for Nashville. And with that, we are doing uh, another film by a legend of the entertainment industry. Another film which is set in like sort of inside the entertainment industry, and another film uh, that also has uh, just too many characters. That's right, we are doing Gary Marshall's New Year's Eve. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's like uh, one of his, or like it's like Julia Roberts, and uh, there's like one of those movies oh, where yeah. he's just like he's he like. Thirty of the most famous people in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Oh, it's New yeah. Year's. Yeah, it's, yeah, he's uh, like, he's like Love Actually, but it's set on New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah. He did, he did, I've like, seen this. He movie. did Valentine's <laughs> Day. He did New Year's Eve. Oh, he did Mother's Day. It is a memorable movie. If you <laughs> yeah. see that movie, you never forget it. It is uh, Robert Duvall's New Year's Eve. Oh, is, he, is, is that what it is? Uh, is he in it? So. New Year's. It, I don't think so. Was that not the director's name? It's Gary, Gary Marshall. Marshall. Gary, you will Marshall Field. You will love this uh, department store. Made Happy days, Gary yeah. Marshall. Yeah, it will. It's starring Gwen Stefani, Michelle Pfeiffer, Michelle oh, Pfeiffer, Zach Efron, Don Brash, Bobby De Niro, <laughs> oh. uh, Robert F Kennedy, Hail um, Berry. <laughs> Hail Mary! Our theme Hail song. <laughs> Our theme song is The Nux by Kazam Blame. Check them out on Bandcamp. Thank you both so much for having me on board. This was an absolute delight. Thanks yeah, for having you. Hopefully see you again in the yeah. future. So thank you for agreeing to do this. <laughs> yes, I'll be back when you get to like those the real good movies, you know, like Home Alone, Commando, you know, like the top tens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not familiar with the list. <laughs> uh, uh, a lot of surprises for you, <laughs> Movies are good. Even bad ones. Go, Go watch them. Yay, that's our podcast. Go watch them. <laughs> I did it too late. problem is that your jokes are not as funny as my jokes, <laughs> yeah. and I'm glad you finally had the guts to say it. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs>